Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Give me a sack. Sack! Yes. How about those friggin' pirates? It's a me, and there's a Garcia. Puedes pintar este violeta. Y'all are intimidating guys, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are famous, y'all are celebrity type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, online, pr927fm.com, and be a part of our show today on facebook live and youtube we appreciate you hanging out there and chiming in we'll read your thoughts on the show today regarding pirate football uh nfl everything in between in the sports world we'll talk about it all today here on pirate radio live we've got shirley rhodes in the house intern joey the big dog glenn griffin chandler is back from texas and ellerby is to my left coming up and uh, a little bit later on this hour we'll talk to jacob jenkins coward i uh, got some inter squad scrimmages going on with ecu baseball so we'll see how that's going and uh talk to jc about that and more maybe a little mlb uh playoffs preview because jc is a braves fan like myself and the wild card action gets underway on tuesday so we got postseason mlb coming up we'll talk about that a little bit as well we'll do an nfl recap coming up in hour number two and in the third hour we'll talk pirate football with jason nichols who was with us on the bud light pregame tailgate u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show on saturday and uh we'll see what his thoughts are a couple of days after that east carolina dropping two one and four on the season oh and one in conference play and uh, a lot of dejected pirate fans called in late night saturday night early sunday morning on the halloween express lifeline to express uh their frustrations with this football team right now it was a losers weekend pirates lose commanders lose panthers lose shirley's dolphins lose that's right they are just shirley's dolphins because they lost uh so uh yeah we got a lot of losing to talk about on today's program Ellerby, you're a winner. How you doing? Just not a victory Monday around here, is it? Like last week. Not at all. So uh, we'll, we'll have to bounce back, I guess, somehow. Impressive, though. Uh, I enjoyed the, the fifth quarter call-in show. And uh, over 500 people still watching, only watching the fifth quarter after midnight yeah. on Saturday. So the Pirate Nation is definitely passionate. And that was just our, our viewers. Definitely a lot of people probably dialed in uh, listening uh, on the radio or on their Alexa app or whatever. But uh, a lot of great analysis by Jason Nichols. Uh, he's had some time to digest it some more. So look forward to hearing him later on in today's program. But uh, very, very frustrated for ECU to be sitting here at one and four right now. I think if we were running down the schedule and East Carolina had lost to Michigan, NC State, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, you know, if we were rattling off some different names other than Marshall, App, and Rice right now, uh, I think that, that that just kind of stings in the Pirate Nation. And uh, a bye week to figure out a lot of things and uh, I guess try to make a lot of changes to figure out how to win a couple home games coming up in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. All right, uh, we've got some stats to consider from Jonathan Polak uh, on the YouTube chat. 
get to some of those. The uh, stats to consider. Team pass efficiency for East Carolina, 130th in the country. Uh, offense, 120th. Scoring offense, 107th. Yards per completion, 123rd. Third down conversions, 101st. First downs, 101st. Jamie responds by saying, hey, Jonathan, at least the stats are easy to find. They're all at the bottom. Uh, Just some pitiful offense from East Carolina. And they actually moved the ball on Saturday and were pretty good between the 20s, but could not cash them in for touchdowns. Just one touchdown had to settle uh, four field goals in that game the other night. Yeah, Saturday was a game the Pirates should have won. Chandler was there. I mean, there was opportunity uh, abound. I mean, JT Daniels was, was, I mean, hurt injured and uh i mean those three field i mean good news we made three field goals bad news is uh you know i think as jason nichols said i mean we weren't kicking extra points after those possessions which uh, would have made a big difference and i think the pirates would be sitting here on victory monday if that was the case and the pirates won in just about every single category and not everyone but just about all the the important ones when it comes to total yards and stuff like that the pirates had at halftime east carolina had 13 first downs the rice is five I mean, it looked like the Pirates were rolling on paper, but that fourth down and one at the goal line that didn't get in, that that's what really stunk. And then you're looking for your defense to make a play like they did in App State whenever uh, Luke Larson was able to pin them inside their own five. Antoine Jackson gets a pick six for East Carolina. Looked like it changed the script for that game. Of, uh, obviously, it didn't. We lost to App State. We were looking for a play like that uh, when we had them pinned deep. They had like two false starts and a delay a game. And next thing you know, they're, they got breathing room. They get to the 20 25 yard line so a backbreaker there but when the pirates are at the one yard line you got to punch that in and they weren't able to do that on saturday we all know the problems what are the solutions what what changes does east carolina need to make is it the quarterback do they need to go i mean mason <laughs> no we've yeah. seen all the quarterbacks <laughs> that, there's not a solution there this year what, what can east carolina do to generate more points offensively and get out of the 100 so that's uh, on our youtube chat do uh, we answer it like we did a couple weeks ago three weeks ago saying find a playmaker and get him out in open space is that javius bond yeah, I mean, is that the answer still? I mean, I am, I, I'm disappointed in in our receivers. All about some, uh, by, I remember going into the year. Remember, okay, going into last year. Remember last like winter, we were like, oh man, who's who's going to step up at receiver? CJ Johnson, Johnson might not yeah. play. Um, we didn't know who Isaiah Winstead was yet, so we were worried. And then CJ came back, and then they bring in Isaiah, and we're like, okay, just like every year, we find somebody. We right. somebody steps up. So uh, we all just assumed that would happen this year. Well, Jalen Johnson's going to take the next step. Showed flashes last year. Just saw Hatfield's been he's shown he's shown flashes throughout his career. Yeah, like one of these transfers is going to be the guy, just like Winstead was. Well, that has not happened. They, they have just been dropping balls, inconsistent, and and this is and the first year in forever we have not had a a solid go to receiver that could play football at the next level. Absolutely, it's. Uh, it, I mean, that part of it is, is really shocking, and uh, it's been frustrating. And uh, it was a tough game to watch. I mean, it was just kind of. Uh, I mean, if you definitely weren't an East Carolina fan, and it looked like all the Rice fans were there, so uh, uh, I, I don't know, man. It, it was. It would not be a game you would dial up on ESPN Plus and enjoy for your entertainment. But uh, Pirates are one and four, seven to go, with two home games coming up after the bye week, and uh, certainly. 
I'm just hoping at this point we, one, get some good weather because we hadn't had that for home games yet, but two, that uh, maybe, maybe the Pirates can, can steal a couple and uh, turn this season around. And uh, Christopher, you're right. It's just... We haven't even talked about the O-line yet. He said it all starts with the O-line. If you can't push one yard across the goal line, you can't win. Um, it's just that the receiver thing's easier for all of us to see because we see the drop balls. I'm not looking at the offensive line every play, but I know that that hasn't been good enough either. So it is a uh, problem across the board with this offense. Some of it's quarterback play. And then when you get a good throw on target, you, you get a drop. Um, there is – I mean, we haven't had – knock on wood like fumbling issues or anything like that right uh, like the running backs i feel like have done their part yeah and the turnovers have not just turned it into more disaster where it's really gotten out of hand where i mean it's just so protecting the football has, has been a good thing but uh through five games right now and luckily for this football program they still have seven left but if the, if you were giving final grades right now on this football season i mean f's would be given across the board but uh, there is seven games left for them to try to uh, turn this thing around and uh make some headway i mean and that's not i mean obviously getting to six would be a miracle at this point but uh doing something in the next two home games playing well in front of your home fans and winning at home man there's there's not two bigger things than that uh if there's anybody i just thought about it but if there's anybody uh in the future to step up especially at the receiving group uh uh so well had yeah. a really good game on saturday and i think that we could see more targets for him he had a great catch to convert on that two-point conversion um had some catches across the uh, across the middle and was able to get some big yardage so i think that's a guy looking forward uh going forward that can make some big plays for east carolina and maybe give them a jump start yeah right now i just say go with him because i'm, yeah. I'm waiting for the guy to step up and if he's the hot hand ride him he's your number one feed him the ball because you know, Johnson's just been inconsistent. Brock Spalding's had drops. Uh, we did Hatfield that. has drops. We did that with Winstead. We we found out early in the year that Winstead was going to be a big playmaker, and it's like, all right, that needs to be our number one guy. We need to look for, and he, he had a great season for East Carolina last year. So uh, maybe so welcome. It's late. I mean, it's late. It's we're going into week six, week seven, um, and we're just now maybe finding a guy like that in so well. But I mean, it, something's got to change quick. It's got to happen fast if they want to do anything with their season. The other frustration I hear a lot from uh, people I interact with too is, I mean, this year of transitioning the the conference where Houston, UCF, and uh, Cincinnati are out. That I mean, you saw this before, and that was when when Ruffin McNeil was here, and he won ten games. Uh, when the when the conference kind of flipped, it flipped, and FAU, FIU, and a lot of the other teams came in the conference. And uh, it seems like this would have been a year that, just by by chance of the way the conference was going, that this would have been a year that East Carolina should have punched a ticket to a third straight bowl game. Still possible, doesn't look likely, but uh, th- there's a lot of frustration, I think, of where the program is and uh, based on the three three of the losses uh, to, to Marshall, Rice, and uh, to App, that, that is really that the, at the center of everything. Yeah, and uh, we've got NIL talk in the chat. Pirate Mitch says, I don't know who was in charge of NIL at ECU, but you better be on two knees begging Mr. Beast for support. He is perfect for NIL. Uh, he pays his guys to do the YouTube videos. Uh, Mr. Beast signing a deal with uh, the Charlotte Hornets today. He did an NIA deal with that. the Hornets. Yeah. Um, and Midge says ECU at a minimum need, needs $3 million to get the talent at key positions. 
um yeah i mean look donate to team boneyard do, do what you can do with nil but we're talking about losses to marshall and app state and rice not right. to like i'm not, not worried state, about virginia Te- michigan state yeah. virginia tech and houston we're not we're not those aren't the three schools we're talking about here i mean it's just i i, I think uh what what is the number maybe mike houston knows the number what 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 is charlotte coastal carolina old dominion marshall what app what what what, what, what are they competing? Because what are they competing with to get players uh, at that level? Because those are the teams that uh, the, the Pirates, uh, you know, particularly this year, seem to be struggling with. And yeah, I, I don't know the answer, Jamie. Do schools like Tulane or App State have higher, uh, you know, NIL? I don't know. I don't care really. Like I know we need to bump that up, but like. And the NIL thing is the NIL. <laughs> Go beat Rice in a football game. We're talking about Rice. Rice. Yes. yeah i don't care i don't care about the nil right now i care about beating rice and we didn't do that and we didn't do it i don't yeah looking at the stats from saturday if i don't look at the at at the score i'm thinking all right east carolina wins by at least two touchdowns here it was a classic old uh kind of lincoln riley ish game where we would just pile up a lot of yards and lose the game yeah like games like that uh 25 first downs to rice is 14 391 total uh total yards to rice is 277 east carolina had six penalties for 52 uh, Rice had 10 for 68. Rushing, East Carolina had 140 yards on the ground. R- Rice had 37 rushing yards. Um, and in the time of possession, East Carolina had the ball for 34 minutes and 58 seconds to Rice's 25. Time minutes. of possession doesn't matter. Jason Nichols looked me in the eye and told me that the other night after the game. Oh, did he? <laughs> was it both eyes or just one eye? It was It was two. It was both eyes, and he said it does not matter. <laughs> does not matter. And when you're kicking field goals instead of touchdowns, that's his point. That, yeah. Hey, look, if the offense goes on the field and scores – then that gives the defense confidence. That's that's all that matters. I mean, hey, look, then go out and make a stop. I mean, it's just the offense obviously is is the struggle bus uh, when when you're when you're really pointing the finger. I think you can point the finger at everybody, but when you start pointing the finger, it's definitely going to start on the offensive side of the ball. Pirate GT says prior to NIL, uh, Garcia was a four star kid. He said we just don't develop quarterbacks well with the staff we have. I mean. That is, I think, a pretty good point uh, right now. He said Ehlers had to go to Manning camps to develop. Think about it. Now, that part I don't think is necessarily true. Uh, The Manning camps, he's a counselor at those camps. I'm sure he's getting some knowledge and stuff. Mason Garcia went to the Manning camp this summer. And I'm sure they're getting tutelage, but also their goal there is to actually be counselors for kids who are at the camp. Yeah, well, and get some exposure to some some people in the NFL as well. But... um, yeah, I mean the, the Mason Garcia thing really just kind of is is really baffling to me of of, of his playing time this year. I, di- I just don't I don't understand um, where that is. I mean it was just I thought you know we thought Ma- this was going to be the year of Mason Garcia, and uh, it, it definitely the the playing time has has not been there. And I, I don't I don't know if our record would be any better, but I, I just it just it's just baffling that Mason was so highly thought of. And uh, just has not really gotten the, uh, I guess, the, the playing time to, to see what he can really do. All right. Uh, Ronnie says on Facebook, I love ECU football, but it is hard to watch. That is a fact. Yeah, it's not a very pleasurable experience watching a Pirate football game right now. The App State game was pretty fun. The other games have been, and of course, the win over Gardner. But like Rice kind of pulling teeth. 
marshall you just knew the dam was going to break eventually because we could not score when we had the ball in their territory starting drives and then of course michigan's michigan but yeah just uh not a lot of fun football to watch on saturdays uh craig said happy monday when the dumpster fire is on make s'mores amen what do you say positive clip i might have to break out positive clip for the next game uh josh said what's up for the second time hey josh we saw you earlier robert said nice fish ellerby we'll get to that okay oh thank you Pirate outdoors uh ken with more stats to consider out of 130 fps teams ecu's ranked 128th in total offense they are ranked 40th in total defense wonder which side of the ball is the problem i think anybody's going to argue with you there ken no. we, we know um brian says app state has consistently been better than us app has surpassed us now <coughs> well they've won the last two on the field pretty convincingly talked about that when they beat us a couple weeks ago yeah so i would say that's the case um susan said chandler it's soon gonna be nope. hashtag fire frank reich nope <laughs> uh we'll get to that later on in the show as well oh man jerome said i'm trying to understand how we lost to a quarterback with one good leg a little frustrating yeah because he did not look 100%, especially in the pocket and trying to move around. I'll say this. I, I understand why JT Daniels was once a five-star recruit. He has got some zip on the football. It looks different coming out of his hands than it does some other quarterbacks we've seen. He looks like a season. veteran out there. Yeah. I mean, no matter what uh, his health uh, status is, uh, he's been in college football a long time and is with his fourth program. So, he's been uh, in a lot of zip codes. Yes. So uh, he finished with 232, two touchdowns and an interception uh, that was picked off by Tegan Wilk. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have a great game, and their offense didn't have a great game, but they didn't need to. Nope. And, and, and honestly, at the end of the game, I, I was surprised they came out throwing the ball with like three minutes left. I mean, it kind of gave. <laughs> they cannot run the football. Oh, I, but and it, they don't even try. I know, but at least you could have burned a little bit of clock. But I mean, it was kind of like, wow. I, I mean, tweeted that out, everybody. So with three minutes left, Rice is trying to burn the clock and everything. They're out they're throwing the football then we get the ball back with two and a half minutes left and on second down we're running the football yeah. with time running out well we'll show you <laughs> neither i don't know it was like uh yeah it was a coach mean, can we're do like, this the is how you run the clock here. out <laughs> well i mean honestly i mean I, I watched the usc and uh colorado game and and dion's clock management at, at the end of that too was was a little interesting of uh, he, he was playing like he was down one score instead of two scores but uh i don't know it's just uh college football it's great entertainment i guess did you get any calls on the quarterback draw on third down and seven uh probably but that's my favorite call in football so i'll always defend a quarterback i, I thought about you i was like well i know someone that loves this play i mean i think they did that because they knew they were going to go for it on fourth down yeah just make it fourth and manageable and so what's but, your favorite card in uno draw four what are you doing johnny jokes over here <laughs> hey we got johnny jokes over yeah, here i'll catch johnny hey, jokes, johnny in jokes yeah. over here. quarterback draw i love a quarterback draw <laughs> yeah uh let's see mitch says i think you change now let the next man up try fire donnie make it real yeah i mean obviously we got that call a million times and as i keep i'm checking everything i haven't not seen a change in coordinator for ecu today i don't know if i foresee that happening this year and i don't really know if there there isn't it isn't it i mean who who would take over the coordinating duties shane montgomery who was brought in and who wants that job that's the I mean, bad like, part like if of you, all this. Where we're saying, all right, can you change a quarterback? Well, we've kind of already done that. If you change coordinators, will it make a real difference? I don't know. If you're like, there are no 
answers. If you're in the off, no, if you're I, in the offensive room over there, and they if they removed Donnie Kirkpatrick and they said, all right. Chandler, clip. You're the offensive coordinator, and I was kind of like, "Well, I, well, maybe I don't want that because I want to stay here next well, year." No, no, we'll no, fire him no, then. No. We need people with balls. No, I think, want the job. See, I disagree. I think there's coaches on that offensive side. Hey, of the let staff. me do it. They're like, I want to call plays. Yeah, all right. They're like, I want to get in there. Like, give me a chance. Let me see if I can turn this thing around. So I think they're anxious to try to call plays. Or I mean, I don't think they would be shy or shy away from it. I think they would attack it. I think you'll have two or three coaches say, "I know, I want to call plays." If it ha- quarterback if, draw, if, please. If the if the change happens, yeah, three quarterback draws. Do we get a first down? Let's on. put all three quarterbacks in and let them each get a draw. First, second, third down. Jamie Jamie says, "Are you guys allowed to critique the coaches?" I asked that honestly. What are you talking about? Are we allowed to? <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> what are we going to get in tr- I mean, <laughs> arrested. <laughs> What's the rule say right up there? Do you see it? Oh man, uh, we we missed rule number five. Do you feel like there's not a lot of critiquing that goes on, Jamie? I don't okay. feel like we've said a lot of positives here today about anything. I mean, it's uh, it is what it is. All right, Emma, Emma's back. Oh, gosh. hey, Emma. liar. Aylers was the reason ECU won close games last year. A high level quarterback like Daniels made the difference. Rest of the offense is window dressing. I would like to see if we had a high level quarterback in here, what differences would I mean, would that make receivers better? So I've been would asked, it make the whole thing better? I've been asked this question. You can play what if. If East Carolina had Holt Nailers again this year, what would the record be right now, based on what you know the last five games? Say that one more time. If Holt Nailers was the starting quarterback uh, for this two, season, East Carolina's one and four right now without him. What would East Carolina be if Holt Nailers had another year of eligibility? Because that's I've had that debate three conversation. And two. two and three. You beat Rice. Maybe Marshall. Lose the app. Yeah. The app game would be the wild card, but I, I think the Marshall and the and the Rice games are, are wins. With Holt Nailers. With Holt Nailers. I agree. I think I think we're sitting at three and two here and looking to get three more wins to go eligible instead of five. Victory Monday is what we're speculating. That that seems to be the conclusion of what everybody I talk to said. But guess what? Holt Naylor's cannot play quarterback at East Carolina. Nope. We got what we got. And of course it's frustrating that we're sitting here, we're one and four oh one the conference, but we were talking about it last week and you, you win this game and you go and your outlook changes from a fans fans perspective, from the spirit of the, the team. Uh you go one and oh, you're what, two and three on the season, and you're looking at that Thursday night game, man going, Man, Dowdy's gonna be packed. We're looking to go two and zero in the conference. Looking to go back to five five hundred on the season. And now, I mean, you're just taking steps backwards as you look, and we're one and four. It's a long bye week now. It's a real long bye week, and uh, there's got to be a lot of hard questions over in the ward building past in uh, team meetings. And talking to Mike Houston after the game on Saturday, that's what he said. He said, look, we got this bye week coming up, and we're going to have to sit down and take a long look at things. Um, And I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means personnel-wise, coaching staff-wise, whatever. But there is a lot to look at, and we're going to find out if they can get it fixed uh, coming up next Thursday uh, for a primetime game against SMU. Yeah, I I just... I don't know uh, how much you can do. You can't bring in any new players. You can't, you know. No, and you can't. But let's let's look at the S- SMU game like we looked at the Rice game. What does a win against SMU do? Does that change the mood for a Clip Brock? You're one and one in the conference. I think a win at any point changes the mood. Absolutely. I think a win. A you win know what's sad? What I can't. 
I can't you even can't see I it? can't even envision us winning that game right now. Do you do you even envision it being close right now? For two and a half, three quarters, yeah. Are you having that vision like you had a few weeks ago? Yeah, I'm watching the game. Right yeah, now. like watching it in your head. The yeah. big question is go, going into Game Six. <laughs> what what, oh. what can what can the offense do differently now that they haven't pulled out of the hat or the bag of tricks or whatever the first five games? I don't know, but they need to figure it out. I, I, I don't. I don't know. Like, what do you do when your offensive line isn't the best? How do you mask that? Well, I'll ask some of those questions to Jason Nichols coming up in hour number three. But what can you do differently with the same exact personnel and the same exact coaches that you have? How can you make it better? I mean, obviously, work on some uh, some red zone. You know, let's find a way to get the ball in the end zone rather than uh, kicking field goals. But, yeah, I mean, I don't have the answers to those questions. Mm-hmm. I just – I don't know. Tough week. Tough week. Tell us about your fish, Ellerby. Uh Went offshore fishing on Saturday. Caught a uh, red snapper. Caught a Spanish mackerel. A couple friends of mine caught some grouper. And uh, we caught some other smaller fish we had to throw back. So some black sea bass. But uh, Pirate Radio Outdoors. So take that, Bryce Williams. But uh, <laughs> had a good time. Uh, I've, I've kind of enjoyed kind of going offshore fishing some. So it's uh, it's kind uh, of kind of a fun fun experience. We'll have to do it maybe a a team trip one day how far out did y'all go uh, about 15 miles we didn't go wasn't too far we were out of uh, ocean isle so we we didn't we weren't going like i guess big game marlin or sailfish or anything yeah. like that we so we went out about 15 miles off and did some bottom fishing off a ledge or a reef i'm not really i'm not a you know an outdoorsman i'm more of an indoors person day baseball guy and uh and uh so i just you know they hand me a rod and i just kind of do whatever they tell me to do and uh just caught a few fish had some fun then we went inshore off the off the beach and that's when we were trying to catch some king mackerel and spanish and that's when i caught a spanish mackerel but uh, definitely some good eats you, afterwards you mentioned day baseball we got some playoff day baseball coming up how about the o's you know, I saw I saw this tweet by the Norfolk Tides. Speaking of which, congratulations to Connor Norby. They won the uh, AAA championship. But the um, last time the Norfolk Tides won the AAA championship, 1983. Wow. Wow. You know who won the World Series that year? Baltimore. Baltimore, Baltimore won the Baltimore World Series. Baltimore So will the O's in Birdland Beat the Braves in the World Series this year. Would that be would that would that would that be fun or what? I don't know about that, Ellery. <laughs> Braves had some bats on them this year. Uh, yeah, there will be some day baseball coming up Tuesday. Rangers Rays at three o'clock. Blue Jays Twins at four thirty, and then later on in the evening, Diamondbacks at Brewers and the Marlins jump the Diamondbacks, so they will play the Phillies in that best of three wild card beginning on Tuesday night. All right. Oh, oh man. Sorry, I'm, uh, I'm just watching. Yeah, I know. I'm watching the ECU SMB what happened? game. What happened? Oh. what happened there? Big play. Got called back with, by a hold. <sighs> holding. holding penalty. Holding. Yeah. Yep. Now, who's, is there a broadcast going on in your head, or is it just the players you know, playing? It's a Thursday night uh, game, so it's going to be some it's real TV. Oh, in my head, Skip Carey calls all the games. <laughs> Does he really? <laughs> yeah. What does it sound like? Amazing um, Garden. <laughs> playing back to throw. Oh, he's going to be sacked back at the 20. Oh, no, his arm fell off. Oh, that is unfortunate. What's coming on after the game? Oh, coming up after the game, we got Mama's Family, and then Sanford and Son, only here on the Superstation TBS. All my games are on TBS. That impression is getting better and better. Is it? I don't know. I think so. 
Uh, Skip let's World ESPN see. Plus. Nope. Superstation. <laughs> let's take a break. Yeah, got folks in the chat are uh, giving their suggestions on what East Carolina can do to JJC's here, fix maybe, their issues. Maybe he has some answers. I doubt it. We might. Uh, I I, should I ask him? He's yeah. smiling. If you were let's the, the receiver, if you were the offensive coordinator, what would you do, Jacob Jenkins Coward? Can you uh, play quarterback, JJC? Let's take a break. <laughs> when we return, Jacob Jenkins Coward joins us. We'll talk some pirate baseball and more. If you got a question for JC, you can get it in on Facebook, YouTube, or X. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Washington's uh, favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. And stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken, the half club sandwich with chips, or everyone's favorite fried shrimp plate. After work, uh, down on Main Street is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio. Join down on Main every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Down on Main Street, on Main Street, in historic downtown Washington. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Boy, kind of a down. We got we to bring our spirits up a little bit and talk to Jacob Jenkins Cowart get out of this uh this haze this funk that we're in right now chad the titans fan wants to know if he can get a touchdown titans from chandler touchdown titans big win for tennessee yesterday a lot of touchdowns for them yesterday congrats chad nobody cares all right jacob jenkins coward how you doing great (laughs) you walked into just a tough vibe today pirates losing no light at the end of the tunnel so we uh i don't so know your job nailers were reminiscing <laughs> yeah that's yeah. not good right talking about past players it's yeah. your job to bring the morale up so you're the director of morale you're a good clubhouse guy right yeah, keep the I mood spirits that. high so we're gonna need you at your best Do your magic today. uh jc uh first of all appreciate you being here i know the schedules have changed for you guys as far as when you can come in because of uh, what y'all are doing right now, but doing some scrimmaging, right? So, uh, how's it going out there for y'all? It's been really good, really uh, exciting first week. Um, a lot, a lot of good things, a lot of bad things, but um, definitely better than I expected. So, uh, are y'all playing actual games? Like, yeah. describe what's going on out so, there. So, I mean, there's there's a set amount of pitchers for each day, and they're all on a pitch count. But it's you know, it's it's legit. Not nine innings. I think Saturday was our longest, and it was seven, but. We're getting rolling. Once uh, as as the fall goes on, pitch counts will go up, and then we'll get into full nine inning games at the end. Is this like early in a real baseball season where the pitchers maybe have the upper hand, or how's the offense doing? No. Yeah, you hitting the ball? Yeah, we're. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't <laughs> explain it. Usually, that's exactly how it goes, but I think um, Henry, Henry Lartigue has come in and done a really good job with the hitters, 
and um, we're a little bit of a step ahead, I think. Awesome. Good to hear. Um, let's talk long ball. Who's gone yard so far? Uh, actually, not a lot. We didn't have any this weekend. Um, we had a, a couple. I think Chaz Myers transferred from Pacific has hit one. Um, Jacob Starling's hit one. I think that's it. It's been a tough wind, wind week. All right. Fair enough. Some new faces on the team. Who were some new guys that kind of showed up over the weekend? I saw Bristol Carter had a, a double. Yeah, Bristol Bristol's definitely a pretty good athlete. I think uh, Chaz Myers has really made a name for himself in the locker room. He uh, transferred from Pacific all the way in California. So wow. He, Malibu, he, I believe. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. It's really far away. But, uh, Where's that yeah, Pepperdine? You continue to talk. after it, and then um, – Two freshmen that really stood out to me are uh, Colby Wallace. He is a corner infielder from Pinehurst. He's really, really advanced physically, um, so he's been swinging it well. And then Ethan Norby, familiar name there. Mm. Oh, yeah. Left-handed pitcher. He is also very advanced for his age. Uh, I apologize. Pacific is in Stockton, California. Um, I hear it's beautiful this time of year. But glad to have him in eastern North Carolina, one coast to the other. What's uh, what's the younger Norby like? How could you... Uh... He is, from the stories I heard of Connor, he is a lot more focused than Connor Norby <laughs> was in his early years. But uh, he, worked, he works really hard. Um, he's got really good stuff. Left-handed pitcher. Throws hard. A lot of movement. But uh, he's a really good guy. Does he hit? No. At all, no. man. I was going. I was hoping he would hit like his brother because his brother is raking right now for the Norfolk Tide. Hit a home run in that Triple A championship, and I'll uh, try to get Connor on the show. He's not much of a talker. We've had him on a few times. Hopefully, we can get him back on. But I have heard those stories, JC, from both Connor Norby and Cliff Godwin, and uh, they share pretty much the same story. Connor had to have a come to Jesus meeting, mm-hmm. and uh, the numbers were astronomical uh from his early days and and from his later days i kind of compare it to um some other guys that have played on this team that got off to i mean uh, spivey carter spivey who had rough numbers early on and then was the aac pitcher of the year so just because you have a, a down year or whatever does not mean you can get out of it we've seen a lot of pirates do that uh, question for Jacob Jenkins Coward from Mitch. What? Oh, Jack Black asked this question. What's your favorite position? Uh, what position on the field do you prefer? If I uh, had a choice right now, I'm getting pretty comfortable in left field. Okay. And we'll see you somewhere in the outfield. I think last time we asked you about first base and you said, nah, right. you're in the outfield. <laughs> All right. Who's uh, who's holding down first base right now? Um, well, it's... it's uh, Right now, it's Cam Kalanch is playing on one team, and then Carter Cunningham and uh, Davin Whitaker, a freshman, are, are uh, they're all mixing in because scrimmages. Cunningham, one of those guys that can play outfield and mm-hmm. and infield. And Cliff recruits guys like that, right? Like you've got a lot of guys that if they said, "All right, nobody today can play their normal position," y'all should still be pretty good out there, right? Absolutely. Yeah. How's the uh, local kid doing, Dixon Williams? Uh, he had an awesome summer. He yeah. was hitting the ball really well. Is, has that transitioned over to the fall? Yeah, he's uh, he's doing really well. Um, probably, he'd probably tell you he's not swinging it like he, he wants to, but um, he's he's having good at bats. He's also uh, jumped out into center field this weekend, okay. uh, showing the versatility. Uh, Jamie says, are these scrimmages open to the public? Absolutely. All right. And I think Josh Thomas has been there. Yeah, I saw Josh was out there over the weekend. And he said, freshman pitcher Jackson DiLorenzo is built like a tank. Yeah, he's a big boy. Big <laughs> Very boy. physical, 
strong, unbelievably strong, like deadlift, 600 pounds strong. Is he wow. a Benny T type big bigger. or bigger? Uh, probably, you can, you can, I don't know if he's on the roster yet, but I, I'd give him 6'2 and like 270. Good gracious. Man. All right. And uh, pitcher only for him? Yeah. You got any two-way guys right now? Colby Wallace. Oh, okay. yeah. I forgot to tell you. Yeah, he's batting like a thousand right now and then also just throwing 90s on the <laughs> Okay. Shohei Otani. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That is the comparison. I was about to say Babe Ruth, but I forgot that we have a guy, Shohei Otani, that's done it like nobody yeah. uh, ever. Uh, all right. And also, when is the Clemson scrimmage? October 15th at 1 p.m. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a doubleheader. And that is a Sunday. Yes. Okay. And uh, that will be available to view for the fans as well? Mm-hmm. All right, good deal. And then y'all go to Virginia, which I know you're really looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? I like taking BP there. It's loud. Okay. Uh, that's All about right. it. Yeah, I know you're excited. Uh, so, yeah. Let's see. Josh says the roster list. Who are we talking about? DiLorenzo? Mm-hmm. Six foot 220. That's not accurate at all. Now, usually the rosters lie, and, and they'll add like two inches to you and a few pounds. This time, you say they're taking it away from them. Right, what well, are we doing? I got a question for you. How, If you had to guess how tall Luke Nowak is, how tall How tall do you think he is? Five, nine and a half? Five, ten? Say five. Yeah, ten. On the roster, Luke Nowak is six feet tall. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Okay, there yeah. you go. <laughs> how tall are you listed, and how tall are you? Really? I am six, six on the roster, and I am... About six five and five eighths. So what do they do? Get your cleats and everything yeah. in there, and a hat. With the top is like a hat sprig, <laughs> like like a sprig of hair. Well, uh, the, the crazy thing is, Noak is listed at six foot, and McChrystal is listed at six one. So <laughs> big discrepancy there. Yeah. Uh, Mitch asking if you've ever pitched. He said you look like a pitcher. Yeah, I, I used to throw back in the day. I didn't pitch. I just threw. Right. Okay. There's a difference. You could throw it hard. I would yeah, imagine. Couldn't find the zone though. There you go. Uh, let's see. Tyler asking, do you have a walk-up song yet? Still time to go. But I have. I mean, I, I'm looking year-round. Walk-up song is a very big deal to me. Um, but the number one candidate is Power Glide, back from the same one as I had my freshman year. That's the number one candidate in my mind right now. All right, so number one in the clubhouse, but still potentially time to change it. Have you ever changed yours mid-season? I did last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. What'd you go for? Like astronaut. To start off, and then I changed to long live the champion. Okay. Hmm. So sometimes changing midseason can be the move if you're feeling it. Uh, if you guys have questions for Jacob Jenkins Coward, you can get those in. Uh, can you hang out till about 55? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you got, I know you got stuff to do. Get out of here. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. One more segment to go with JC coming up in the four o'clock hour. We'll have an NFL recap and look back at college football week five. And at five o'clock, former pirate Jason Nichols will join us to talk more pirate football. All ahead on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. We are back with you after this. Just let me know if you want to. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Jacob Jenkins Coward hanging out inside the Pirate Radio studios and honestly thought about seeing if Ryan McChrystal was available for today, but I did not want to hear his Eagles talk after what happened yesterday, beating the Commanders in overtime. Should Washington have gone for two at the end of regulation? We'll talk about it in hour number two when we recap the NFL slate. Uh, Jacob, we got MLB playoffs beginning on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, the wild card games will begin with Rangers and Rays on ABC at 3 o'clock, 4.30. Blue Jays twins in Minnesota. 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 Diamondbacks at Brewers, 7 o'clock on ESPN2. And then Marlins Phillies. Marlins uh, leapfrog the Diamondbacks. So they will play the Phillies, 8 o'clock on ESPN. Let's get your wild card picks here. Rangers, Rays. What a regular season. Man, this kind of stinks for the Rangers. Had that great regular season. And guess what? You get to play the Rays. Yeah, but I don't don't see the Rays staying as hot. I mean, just the locker room, you know, what happened throughout the year with – the legal stuff and like Wander Franco, like that that, yeah. that hurts. That hurts the team. Like it, I just think the Rangers are, are hot right now. All right, you've got the uh, Central winning Twins taking on the Blue Jays. Boy, the AL East representing, and the Yankees and Red Sox nowhere to be found. It's O's, Rays, and Blue Jays making it. Kind of been waiting for this Blue Jays team to do this for the last few years. Can they advance in the playoffs? The Twins have had a terrible time advancing in the playoffs over the years. So what do you think about this one? I think the, the Twins don't have the offensive firepower to keep up taking the jays yeah i'm taking the blue jays over in the national league brewers diamondbacks d-backs kind of one of those teams that came out of nowhere would you say or did you expect yeah. this for diamond yeah well, they got hot at the right time i'm still going with the brewers the, the brew pitching. crew and the pitching that they have all right and marlins phillies i would love to see the marlins really, win yeah i really <laughs> want the marlins to win this Dude, I, I don't want to. I don't want to play the Phillies. I know it sounds like a loser's mentality, but we remember what happened last year. They their lineup is really good. Now the Braves did beat them, and uh, and had their number, especially in Philadelphia this year. Yeah. So there is that. But we're both hoping the Marlins win, but thinking the Phillies win. Yeah. Is that how you feel? All right. Um, how about beyond that? What do you think about Baltimore? Do they have a real chance to to go far in the AL playoffs? I hope not. I don't oh, like, I don't like the Orioles. You're not a nose guy. Nah. Why is that? Uh, I can't get behind Camden Yards being a historic park. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> as like as somebody tried to say, like I just don't understand. I've never heard anybody say historic Camden Yards. Now I, there, there, there's talk that Camden Yards is the best baseball park in the MLB. It is nice, and it, they built it as a modern historic park. Like it can't be historic because it was built in the nineties, yeah. so it's not historic. But they built it to kind of look that way. Um, but also yeah, gave Miguel Cabrera a brick for his going away present. Not a, you didn't like that. How about the A's gave him like a twenty dollar bottle of wine? And apparently, is he recovering alcoholic, or did somebody make that up? I heard that on a podcast. Nah, I, oh, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> you can't play that many maybe, years in the big leagues like Maybe that. he doesn't drink or something. I don't know. But the uh, So bad gifts for Miggy and 
JC does not want the Orioles to advance. I like that. Who's the other team? Uh, O's and second best team is the team in the West called the Astros? Astros, yeah. Wait, they're the... Yeah, they won the division. Oh, wow. Oh, they took it from Texas, Mm -hmm. which is why Texas is on the road. That makes sense. The Astros went from almost not getting in to winning the division. Because they were all... Damn. It was... They're going to win the Seattle, and... Yep. They're going to win the I was going to say, they they know how to win. They win every year, so I don't see them not at least going to the championship series. All right. Are you more worried if you're a Braves fan about the Phillies or the Dodgers? The Phillies, absolutely. (laughs) That's crazy, but... I don't want to play the Phillies. I think I'm with you. The Dodgers is who you were scared of the year they all went and won the World Series. The year we won the World Series, winning the NLCS over the Dodgers was my World Series. Yeah. I hate to say it, like... I don't want to say I didn't care about the World Series, but after beating the Dodgers, I almost felt like, all right, that's my season. I'm good. <laughs> whatever happens the rest of the way, whatever. Uh, but now it's different this year because the Braves had the best record. The Braves have the best team. Uh, we have that bullseye, that target on the back. How confident are you, JC, and uh, them finishing the deal here? I think it's just getting over the first hump. If we win the division series, I think we at least go to the World Series and compete in the World Series, but... The division series, I think, is going to be the toughest series, unless we play the Marlins. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, let's see. Hey, you're welcome for the Nationals beating y'all and humbling y'all before y'all get into the playoffs. We needed like that. that. We really needed yeah. that. So you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, and by the way, so are you sticking with the Nats? Because earlier in the year, you said you, you went to a Braves game, and you were planning that Braves trip, and you were like, there's a chance that I might return from Atlanta a bandwagon Braves fan. No, I I, I never said I was going to be a fan when I got back cuz I'm going to I was going to ride out the season with the Nationals and I don't know. I want to give them a chance and I don't want to jump on the it just looks bad. Y'all got Mackenzie Gore now. Like, I know. I, I was, and I feel like we got some great prospects coming up. James so, Wood. Um I think I'm this is not breaking news, but there is potential that I will re-sign my fandom contract with the Washington Nationals. You should, man. You can't jump. You can't move. Now, if they move back to Montreal, yes, I think at that point you can yeah. move on from them. And will you accept me as a Braves fan? Ah, that's going to be tough. Okay. I mean, we were Braves fans back in 2013 and when Michael Bourne was our best player. <laughs> That's right. If if you do jump on the Braves, you're going to have to wait until Acuna, Albies, all these guys are gone. Oh, no! So when they That's stink like again. 10 years. Right, yeah, until about <laughs> 2035. My favorite Brave when I went to the game is uh, I'm a big Michael Harris fan. Okay, Money Mike. I like Michael Harris. I, I, Something about that guy I like. There. There's a lot to like. All right, uh, let's see. JC, Pirate Mitch said, when I used to hit the ball, hit one farther than anyone thought I could, it almost felt like hitting a sponge or nothing. How would you describe it? Yeah, I mean, the per- like if you like hit a perfect, perfect, perfect timing, perfect barrel, it's like uh, there's no vibration. So it, it almost feels like you're hitting nothing. Are you talking about playing MLB The Show right now or yeah. real life? <laughs> Both. <laughs> I was like, hey, I've experienced that, but it's been in a video game. You're talking about actually hitting the baseball. But yeah, you uh, and you, you got to love that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's electric. That's hey, what you're seeking out. I want to ask, how's that guy on the team that interns at Pirate Radio, how's he doing this fall so far? What's his name? Donnie? Something like that. Donnie, Donnie Ball? Donnie Bill? Donnie Bill? Donnie, Donnie Ball? Oh, 
he, he some with his knee. Apparently, he's hurt. Oh wow! Breaking news. Breaking no, I'm news. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but he uh, he's all right. He, I think he started throwing this week. I haven't really heard much about him. We haven't heard anything out of him either. Yeah. Like, he stopped shopping. I hope he's putting in a lot of baseball work because he's putting in zero pirate radio work right now. He is doing good on the picks, though. I just saw it during the break, this week's picks. You okay. and him are tied up for the uh, lead on the week. Uh, who I got tonight? Everybody took the Seahawks. Man. Um, I think I might flip my pick. No, I can't do it on that. Okay, I know. I'm riding with the Seahawks. That's fine. <laughs> JC, you got to no. leave. We're we're beating around the bush here. You got to go. So thank you for hanging out with us. What you uh, what you got to go do? Got to lift 4:30. Get your lift in. Uh, keep up the good work. Thanks for hanging out with us, man. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Jacob Jenkins Coward, joining us in the Pirate Radio Studios. When we return, we'll recap the NFL Sunday. A lot of losers around here. Also, look at college football, look at the slate coming up. Try to pick out some good games uh, for this weekend that we will have off. Fired up about that. Two Saturdays off in a row. Yes, sir. More to go. Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. And you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation excuse me, can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation. And GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Barak. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live. Chandler Honeycutt, just learning about the Trevor Bauer news from four years ago. All right. Halloween Express is your premier Halloween superstore. Halloween Express, right next to Target, the place to go for adults and kids. They have the largest selection of masks, decor, and more for adults and kids. You can get it at Halloween Express. Open seven days a week. Easy to find right next to Target. Celebrating 25 years in business as Greenville's local Halloween superstore. Owned and operated by Lisa and Clay Cartwright. Looking at the David Price construction countdown to Halloween. 29 days away until we're all in our costumes and trick-or-treating on Halloween. H-A-L-L-O-W-E-N spells Halloween. Ooh. You know what I would like to see if we could do? And what's that? Well, Halloween falls on a Tuesday this year. Uh Uh-huh. Could we try and reach out to Gruesome Deathman to make an appearance? on prl perhaps perhaps <laughs> maybe uh, i mean it's been a while since we've heard been a while. how's he doing 
Yeah. I don't Maybe know. He's he... dead. What about Little Scary? Mm. Oh, oh, Little Scary, too. Little Scary. Yes, possibility. Let's get Little Scary back in here. I've heard Little Scary's been in the uh, in the lab. In the lab. He's been working in the lab. In the lab. Uh, maybe so, yeah. Maybe Gruesome will return. Gruesome uh, used to take over the, the scare bar every year on Halloween. And, uh, and talk like you. this every uh, the whole show. That's how he talks. You talk like this. <laughs> I talk like this. You didn't have to make fun of the way I talk. Well, you made fun of the way he talks, and he's not here to defend himself. But he sounds scary <laughs> and spooky. He does. He does. You do it good. I mean, you are the impressions guy. Maybe you could do a gruesome death. <laughs> sure. Impression. I'll add it to the repertoire. Two uh, gruesome deathmen. That'd be cool. All right, Shirley, can I get some NFL music? That's tough to talk about today. But we got to do it. Who watched or who has seen the Andy's Room Toy Story NFL game they played on Sunday. I watched and saw like videos on Twitter. Yeah, so did I. I saw the B uh, B John Robinson like juke. Uh, that was pretty cool. I, I saw, thought it looked really cool. I saw that the, the like the slinky dog was the yard marker or the you know the yardage. Uh, so anytime there was like a like a false start or a penalty, it would back up. I thought that was pretty smart. I didn't they watch the whole the thing. They used the claw from like your the claw game to place the ball. And the goalposts were building blocks with the letters. And uh, I think it was Jacksonville that kicked a field goal. And they said it was good because it hit the blocks and knocked them over. So it was actually kind of, it it was different. It was neat. You know, I mean, it's not how I want to watch a football game, but uh, it was a little bit different. Jaguars won the game in London 23 to 7. They are 2 and 2. The Falcons now 2 and 2. Bijan 105 yards in the loss. Uh, all right, the Dolphins put up 70 last week. And I told you on Friday that this screamed Buffalo win. Just the, as hot as the Dolphins were, you just can't stay that hot in the NFL. Just doesn't happen. The Bills were favored in the game. Bills win at 48-20. to 20. I didn't know that it would be that bad of a Bills win, but I did have the Bills winning it. And we did talk about on Friday as well these automatic connections, quarterback, receiver. And I told you, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen is one of those connections. 35 points. Six catches, 120 yards, three touchdowns. 35 points for uh, Long John Silver um, from Stefan Diggs. Um, 35 points from what? 35 points. No, 35 points was given to Long John Silver. Long John Silver. Which is my fantasy name. Why? So, for some reason, people called me like Chon <laughs> in, in high school. Okay. And so I did Long John Silver. Okay. Um, people called me Chon Burgundy. Uh, there okay. used to be there used to be a rapper named Rich Homie Quan, and the people call me Rich Homie Chan. Fair enough. So I didn't um, know that. But it's Long Chan Silver. It's Thirty five points for Stephon Diggs, and Long Chan Silver is going to three and one on the season in fantasy. Yeah. I'm officially a fantasy guy. Congratulations, my guy. Woo! 
Broncos beat the Bears 31-28, 17 to nothing. Fourth quarter, Broncos and the Bears are tanking and they're watching the pa- uh, Panthers lose as well to try to get those number one and two picks in the NFL draft. Justin Fields, 335 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick in the loss. Quick, DJ Moore, eight for 131 and a touchdown Mm. in the loss. Uh, But it was the Russell Wilson, uh, three touchdowns for him for the Broncos, and they get it done. uh, 31-28, bad turnover, bad fumble, scoop and score by Justin Fields to that Broncos defense in the loss. You were about to say the losing team first i was oh. but i corrected myself very quickly that was good that jenny was did that the other day i had to oh yeah it just makes me cringe you know yeah the titans made me cringe but uh, i think i did pick them to win on sunday how bad's the Bengals? yeah they're bad i saw how bad is the Bengals? i saw a burrow stat where he's like the first quarterback ever to throw as many passes as he's thrown this year and for the lowest number of yardage, I know I'm not saying this right, so yeah. let me just find the stat. Uh, basically, he's not throwing the ball downfield at all. And here we go. Joe Burrow, according to ESPN Stats and Info. First quarterback in NFL history to attempt at least 150 passes in his team's first four games of a season and average fewer than five yards per attempt. Good gracious. All those passes. Not completion, but attempt. Ugh. He's throwing behind the dinkin line of dunks. scrimmage and dinking and dunking and not can good. It, can it have something to do with that calf? But maybe it's something to do with planting that foot to go further down the field because that calf has been a problem for Joe Burrow. Yeah, Chandler. I'm going to say it does have something to do with that. <laughs> why, are you, why are you looking at me like that? I don't like it. <laughs> Sorry. Stop looking at me. I just wanted to add on to that conversation. Uh, and you did. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Uh, Titans Titan. all over the Bengals. All right, the the Browns. Let me ask this question. Same question I asked last Monday. Are the Browns good? No. <laughs> I said that last week. Good for you. Good for you. You were correct. They're not good. Those Ohio we, teams are looking like the Browns have dominated and they've been dominated. The Bengals have dominated and then they've been dominated. It's also what we love about the NFL. You just never know. Weekly. Any given Sunday. Lamar Jackson, two touchdowns, passing how many do you have rushing? At least one. Uh, he had two touchdowns rushing. Big day for Lamar, 28-3 over the Browns. Hey, Ravens fans, enjoy this guy that I like to call Keaton Mitchell because he's going to probably be playing this Sunday. Have fun with him because he is fun to watch. That he is, and they could use him right now. All right. Uh, I was just going to say, I heard y'all talking about uh, Keaton Mitchell and being smart and picking him up. On fantasy, I was looking at my phone the other day and I saw that somebody had claimed him in my uh, in my league. Too and little, it, too late. And it broke my heart. While we're on the topic, intern Joey, let me know if there's any more IR guys that are out there that we should st- uh, store away right now. <clears throat> That's your homework. Uh, Rams beat the Colts in overtime, twenty nine to twenty three. Puka is first. I can't believe that was his first touchdown. He's had all those catches this year. And yards. And yards. But that touchdown was his first. It was a walk-off. Nine catches, 163 yards, and a touchdown for Puka. 319 for Stafford. And the Rams win it. They were up big in that game. Blew a lead. Uh, Colts scored 23 second-half points. But Colts end up losing in overtime. How did Richardson look yesterday? 
he was 11 for 25 200 yards two touchdowns was anthony richardson and 56 on the ground should have played gardner they would have won that's true it is very true saints stink two weeks ago my bet of the week was chiefs over jags last week it was somebody over the falcons lines lines over the falcons this week it was saints over bucks and my goodness they stink um here's the question is the bucks good i would say are the bucks good keep saying is oh and it just sounds tough sorry let me let me rewind are the bucks good no they're not good and this could be a giants thing from last year where they're not good but they keep winning games somehow but no they're not good yeah no they're not good yeah okay all right i asked the question and y'all answered i'm gonna answer it in a that's way that's how it works i'm gonna answer it in a way you can understand the bugs is not good <laughs> the bugs is not good <laughs> they ain't good <laughs> uh but they were yesterday and Derek carr are not good 23 of 37 he, th- he threw 37 passes to get to 127 yards 3.4 yards average yards that's that is gross three yards <laughs> uh, so uh Jameis threw an interception i didn't even see that Jameis, 0 for 1 one interception they should have gave him a whole oh, game no, not on camera. <laughs> he's got to get warmed up man you can't just give him one throw we're gonna eat a w today we're gonna eat a w <laughs> Eagles 34, Commanders 31 in overtime. Should Washington have gone for it after the Jahan Dodson touchdown? Should they have gone for two? No. Joey. Do you not know the the question? Should the Commanders have gone for two? I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch that game. So they scored. Not a football guy. Not a football guy at all. They scored. They kicked the extra point to tie. At the end of regulation. No time left. No time left at all. Do you go for two there and get the win in, in, yeah. in the link? So you go for two. Okay. Hey, I can see where you probably would. I, I Maybe I'm a coward. Scared coward. As Mike Tyson would say. But I was okay with kicking the extra point and going into OT. But at that point, you just drove. Sam Howe was magical. But dang, they lose it in overtime. Jake Elliott field goal ball game eagles are undefeated commanders are two and two commanders bears coming up thursday night football you're welcome america vikings 21 panthers 13 what happened guys i'm gonna say something and i said it off the air earlier as much as i hate matt rule and as much as i still hate him that man never went 0-4 to start a year. Ooh. That man never started off a year 0-4. And, and guess who his quarterbacks were? Ooh. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy. T- Sam Darnold. Sammy Ghost. Probably somebody else that I'm missing out. Somebody else. Matt Roll at least Mayfield. won a football game in his first five weeks of coaching a football season. You have Frank Reich who d- refuses 
to hand over the play calling duties to Thomas Brown, a young and upcoming coordinator. What is the point of having an offensive coordinator if you're not even going to allow him to call plays? And you have the most vanilla plays and most predictable plays I've ever seen. Bryce Young, who y'all traded for and gave up everything for, you're not using him right. You're setting him up to fail, not to succeed. This is a man who has to have a different system of an offense, and he's not going to succeed in a Frank Reich offense. Let's see what Thomas Brown can do. I mean, this is ridiculous. I was talking to a buddy last night. He said, man, he said, well, let's keep losing because we can get a good pick. I said, hey, buddy, guess what? We ain't got no first-round picks. Nah. We ain't got no first-round picks. We is have no first-round picks. This is bad. It's the first time that we've gone 0-4 to start the season since 2010. What happened that year? We won two games that year. We got the number one overall pick. Well, let's get it this year. We can't because we don't have a first-round pick. This is awful because this defense is way too good to be 0-4. This is such a good defense. And to start the seat and to start this game off with a pick six and you still lose the game and you put up six points offensively with two field goals and one of them was a 56-yarder? You gotta be kidding me. This is awful. And when you had Andy Dalton in last week, you can definitely see that there's a different playbook for him. Why is there not one for Bryce Young? This man is ready to eat. Let him eat! Chandler Honeycutt with his thoughts. And now you're going to have to get rid of Brian Burns to get a first-round pick back. I am panicking. I have never been the one to start a year and be... I know. Look, I'm, I, look, I'm like, dude, I'm like, everything's going to be okay. Nothing's going to be okay. It's bad. Do you know the last time an 0-4 team went to the playoffs? You have to go back to the year after the Pirates went to the Peach Bowl in 1992. That far behind. Hey, Clip. Remember week one when we lost? I said, oh, it's going to be a long season, Chandler. That's not me. I'm not the one to give up after week one. But when you're 0-4 and you can easily be at least 500, this offense stinks. I was just telling you what it was. I think it's I'm done. The Panthers are done. Why should I keep moving on? Can I ask you a question? (laughs) I think I know the answer, but I want it confirmed right here on this show. On October 2nd, 2023. Is the Panthers bad? (laughs) Yes. Yes, they are bad. And you know what? We shouldn't be bad because this is a top 15 defense. Yeah. And it's so frustrating because they say if defense leads to offense, not with this offense, I'm just ready. I'm going to feel much better when Frank Reich finally says, okay, Thomas Brown, let me do, let me let you do what we hired you to do, and that is to call plays. At some point, you have to make the change. You are 0-4, brother. Brother. Make the change now. Hey, brother. Serious question. If the Panthers lose the next three games and start 0-7. Is he fired? Is this a Nathaniel Hackett situation here? I'm serious. Do you fire Frank Reich? Let me look at the schedule. It's not good. I think we play the Lions coming up next week. Lord help us. At Lions, loss. At Dolphins, loss. So that would put you 0-2, 4-6. 
You play the Texans at home. Congratulations, Joey. To get to 0-7. You get to go see the 0-8 Panthers play C.J. Stroud, who's throwing it all over the yard. I want to return my tickets now like you said that. I mean, and look, I'm not, and I'm still, I'm not going to take the Bryce Young slanders yet. Mm. Not yet. Not yet, because I'm telling you, this quarterback right now, we've seen him be good. We've seen him be great. We've seen it already this year. But you're setting him up to fail, man. Let's go. Come on. This is awful. I've never gotten down the Panthers this early in a season. I know. It's it's tough to see this way. But guess what? I started watching the Panthers in 2011. We haven't started 0-4 since then. I'm done. I feel like I'm going on and on. So, I'm done. Great rant. Appreciate it. Fans loved it. Luke said, Chandler, I dare you to break down the Pirates like that. Or just take Panthers out and put Panthers or Pirates in. Uh, Tyler, oh no. Tyler said Matt Rule should have been given another season. Yeah. Oh, Tyler, I'm, I'm Tyler, gonna I swear. Talk to be shut, right after shut the, show. the hell up. I don't want you to have access to see nothing, Pirate Radio. What? You're kicking Tyler off of everything? Matt Rule, another season? Wow. Come on. Uh, Josh said, Pirate Radio Outdoors update, currently in the deer stand, listening to y'all quietly. Well, I hope Chandler didn't just scare away all the wildlife with that rant. Mike P said, stop pointing at me, Chan. I didn't do anything. (laughs) That was very impassionate. Mike P said, Chandler are melting down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jamie wants to hear from Tony Dunn immediately. Chad says, I love the fact Frank Wright called a play that has only made... Don't even get me started on that! Uh, yeah. Don't even get me started I, I on that. I didn't want to say it. I thought Chandler hey, was going to get to it. Let me tell you something. I, I respect Frank Reich for coming out and telling the media that because that takes guts to do. To say that you called a play for Adam Thielen who you didn't even know was out of the game. And you're telling me that you have a play for one guy? Is there not anybody out there that can run that play and get and have some sort of productivity? Adam Thielen's the only guy. And he's 33 years old! I don't know. Uh, is it too early to say I was wrong about Reich? I was not right about Reich? I thought he was a good hire. I mean... I thought he was too. I, I mean, praised and, uh, I praised that hire. I praised um, the Mike Houston hire, and we have some evidence that he's a good football. A lot and, of evidence and, and, he's a good coach. But and there's and there, look, there's time for change, and there's time for him to get back on the right side of things with his <clears> fan base and, and on the right side with me. But right now, the fact that we have this number one overall pick, who I think can succeed in this league as much as people talk about him. You got to let him work, and I feel like he's just not. Let, I feel like it's just very bottled up for him because, like I said, Andy Dalton seemed to be more free with the playbook than Bryce had. Bryce Young has had in the in the three games that he's played. So I mean, he, there's time for him to change things, but I think it's going to take giving it to Thomas Brown. Things can change. I'm telling you, with this defense that the Panthers have, anything can happen. But you have to put up points, and that's not what we're doing. Not at all. All right. I hate that what I have to do now comes right off of that. But I have a new favorite quarterback in the NFL. A new favorite QB. Shirley, can you cut the music and can you play the clip from this quarterback who understands what it is? He 
thinks about the fans because he is a fan. He thinks about the fans because he is a fan. When his team loses, he hurts. And he wears the gear and he gets picked on and made fun of and it hurts him. So now that he's a starting quarterback and in a position to make sure his fans don't have to feel that way, he's going to do all he can for those fans and he's going to win for those fans. The guy I'm talking about is C.J. Stroud. I'm sorry. I hate that it's that guy, but he is the guy. He gets it. He talked about it yesterday after the game, why he plays so hard, because fans, he is one of you. Hit it, Shirley. That ain't flying from, like, anybody. Oh, sorry. Hold on. That ain't flying from, like, anybody in this building. I want them to know, like, we're finding our tails off every day to make sure y'all walk around with Texan gear pride. Like, y'all walk around with that swag that we walk around with when we get a dub. Um, and for me, that's, I take that real personal because uh, I don't like being bagged on by my teams. Like when my Lakers lose, I'll be pissed. So, <laughs> so like I, I tell you, I take that stuff real serious, man. And it's up to us to to work every day and put the work in. And um, like you've seen, I mean, them, the Steelers fan came came and they showed out today in our stadium, and we sent them home. Um, and I think our our fans felt the energy. Like man, we ain't, we ain't playing today. Like from the get go, so um, I just want to say, man, like we're gonna keep, like we're gonna keep fighting every day, just so y'all can walk around with that swag. Um, I think that's huge, man, for this team. That's something that we want to keep building on, and um, it's a blessing to be able to, to be in Houston, like a great town uh, with a lot of stuff to do, great people, uh, hot, Southern hospitality to its finest, um, and I'm falling in love with the city little by little. So um, it's a blessing. I mean, what else do you want to hear from your quarterback? That's beautiful. He wants you to wear your team's gear with pride, and he's going to do every damn thing he can to make sure that happens. Talk about embracing yourself to the fan base and and getting that love back. Kudos to you, C.J. Stroud, my new favorite quarterback. I mean, he's uh, he's a great leader. It's so um, funny because you know he should be a Panther. You know he should have been number one. It's easy to say that now. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I said that, that before. So I've said that since before the draft. I was always on CJ Stroud. Always on CJ Stroud. I'm glad he's doing great. Hmm. Texans hammer the Steelers, thirty to six. 306 and 2 for CJ Stroud. When do I start CJ Stroud over Trevor Lawrence? This week? It's about time. Yeah. It's about that time. If nothing else, I'm going to have to look at matchups starting this week. I just have Trevor penciled in, but about time to get Stroud in there. All right. Chargers beat the Raiders 24 to 7. So I didn't know the Raiders would be starting a rookie, and I still said that the Raiders can win this game. Mostly because Brandon Staley's an idiot and the Chargers stink, but they do win at 24-17. Cowboys all over the Patriots. Patriots three. Patriots are trash. They're terrible. Mac Jones is a terrible quarterback, and he's a prick. Whoa, whoa okay. All right, man. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> steam's still coming off of me. I know. So you got to calm down a little hey, bit. Hey, remember that question you asked me, Justin Fields or Mac Jones? I still take Justin Fields. Definitely take it, Justin Fields. I would too, just because I hate Mike, Mac Jones now. You weren't here Friday, Chandler. They laughed at me when I was boasting about Justin Fields being a, a good quarterback. They laughed at me. Justin, what's Justin Fields' record in the NFL? Oh, he's awful. Yeah. Wait, I mean, there's reasons we laughed at you. Yeah. But okay. I called out against over Mike Jones. All right. Niners 35, Cardinals 16. Christian McCaffrey, four touchdowns.
Speaking of, could be Panthers. <laughs> and great game last night. Chiefs win at 23-20. to Bad fumble by Zach Wilson. Patrick Mahomes slides at the one-yard line. Does an old pop-up slide. Gets up with his arms out. And Chiefs betters everywhere were cursing at their TVs. Because instead of crossing the end zone, he ends up taking a knee. By the way, so... The Eagles made a, I think, a dumb call. They go deep at the end of the game yesterday, score a touchdown with like a minute 45 left or something instead of killing the clock and kicking a field goal. Uh, and they gave the commanders the ball back and commanders score, sent it overtime. So I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, as we go on now, we saw the Chiefs do the opposite last night. Now, a little bit of a different situation. Chiefs could have gone up two possessions, but they decided to just kill it, whereas the Eagles could have gone up one possession and won the game at the end, uh, but they decided to throw it and give Washington the ball back. So just interesting to see moving forward what these coaches do in these late-game situations with the clock running down. Uh, Coming up tonight... It is the Seahawks and the G-Men on Monday Night Football. Are the Mannings back? I hope so, because I am a big fan of that broadcast. I am as well. But I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen anything. I haven't. They don't promote it as much as they have in the past. What's it called? Like Omaha Productions or something? Let's yeah. see. Omaha. Omaha! Let's take a break. Shirley will come back, uh, let you know what national day it is. Uh, let's see. They are back. They are back tonight. Woo! Very good. Oh, is that the full schedule? Uh, yes, Queen. Okay, cool. Seahawks and Giants tonight, and they'll be back next week with Packers Raiders, Ugh. 49ers Vikings, Ooh. Chargers Jets. Boy, this Monday night schedule is not great, folks. Eagles at Chiefs. Let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live, hour number two. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit CarolinaCaliberCompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Give him a call today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. Steve says, how about the backlash Rodney Harrison's getting today? He deserves it. He what was a, really going off on... Uh, that was strange. Yeah, but... Hold on, hold on, hold on. You just said Mac Jones is a prick and he sucks. And the How can you say that and Rodney Harrison's not allowed to say that about uh, Zach Wilson? I think that he's held to a higher... I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think 
He was the thing is that he was trying to get Chris Jones to say something bad. That's the problem I have is that he was literally like, "All right, say something bad, say something bad, say something bad." It's not that. I mean, it's it's more of he was just trying to bait Chris Jones into saying something bad about Zach Wilson. He's always been and he up. obviously <laughs> was trying to say, "No, Zach Wilson's a great quarterback. He just needs to. He's going to improve." But he just kept on. Ronnie Harrison, borderline dirty player when he played. You're probably too young to see him play. Uh, I remember he was on the team in late 2000, I think, maybe. The 07 Super Bowl. So, I saw his tail. I remember him as a charger. Um, And he's always been an instigator and things like that. So, I'm I'm okay with him saying that if he can, you know, he's going to have to back it up. I mean, it's a big boy league. I I was shocked when I got into soccer, uh, Joey, and to hear their commentators talk about players and coaches like they really call people out much worse than our media does i feel like are you listening to me right now oh, okay you just have no you don't want to chime in no now i can't say that last part again she turned my mic on when you started talking uh do you have any thoughts on what i just said no all right uh let's see eric said panthers trade away the farm to draft the keebler elf should Eric be allowed to say that? He can say whatever he wants to. He's a grown man. All right. Uh, let's see. Jamie says, holy cow, I love Chandler. I love you too. Steve said Stroud would be 0-4 with that line in front of him if he was a Panther. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we got more problems than just quarterback, but I'd still take Stroud over his price. You want to you wanna read my yeah, piece? I do. All right. I can't tell you how many times the Panthers have been down bad. But when you come out the other side, there'll be right there in the middle of it. Glory hole. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. I can't tell you. Tyler said Matt Rule would be 3-1, and one, leading the division right now. What? All right, let's not get ahead of our... I just made a point. I'm not saying Matt Rule should still be here in Carolina. But the fact that that bozo, that clown, that absolute clown of an NFL coach at least won uh, some games in the first four weeks and Frank Wright can't do it is crazy. Yeah, how, if you went up to Frank Wright and said, hey, buddy, look. Hey, buddy. Be like, look, no, it, it's not going to get bad. But if you just went up to Frank and said, hey, man, you remember that guy that you just replaced? What if I told you he never went over for Oof. and see how bad he feels? Mm. Hmm. That's embarrassing. Michael Winstead said Panthers just adding more juice to the dumpster. It's getting juicy. Steve Hill, that was, I mean, Chandler and his stealings. Chandler's in his stealings right now. There was a report, and I don't know, I want your opinion on this one, Chandler. There was a report that the Panthers are in the market for a starting receiver. And a lot of the rumors... <laughs> were like attached to Claypool, which I feel like is oh, so God, disrespectful. God, please, I mean, I'm begging you to stop right now. <laughs> they said the Brown uh, Bears sent him home, right? That, that they he was showing. I know there's hurt. frustrations. He, no, yeah. he was showing no effort. He's not hurt. They're they, looking to get a fifth or sixth in return. They said go him. home. They said stay away. We don't want you here. <laughs> that y'all want that guy? I, I want no parts of that guy. Okay, and where are you seeing that from? This uh, uh, sleeper app. Uh, the, yeah, sleeper. Hey, you know sleeper's good. It's been ver- verified on the show already. I, I like the sleeper app. I don't know about their breaking news network, but I know that they 
the fantasy operations very good. Well, yeah, what you do is you just select the things you want to hear about, and it gives you all, everything. I did see that the Panthers kind of threw the bait out to uh, the Bengals and T. Higgins, and that they were not interested in moving him during the season. But at, free agent next year. But right? after, at, but after the season, there probably could be some talks about maybe getting him on the move, and hopefully, maybe coming to Carolina. Three years, forty. I'll take him. All right, let's look at what national days it is today. Okay, um, I enjoyed this segment listening to y'all the other day. National uh, Day segment. National Custodial Workers Recognition Day. Awesome. I Chandler, had some. thank you for taking out the trash here at Pirate Radio. Taking out the trash and making making sure all the paper uh, paper towels are still intact. And I hadn't had paper towels in the men's bathroom since at least last Tuesday. Really? Yeah. I'll get on that. Thank you. I'll get on that. Appreciate it. Nash, and, and wish me. A, I mean, when I do it, just give me a tap on the back. Happy National Custodial <laughs> Workers Recognition yes. Day. Uh, where will we be without them? You'd live in filth, folks. <clears throat> so you better appreciate them. National Child Health Day. Make sure your child's healthy. All right, everybody is about to take part in this right now. <laughs> it is National Name Your Car Day. Now, Chandler, your car has a name, right? Uh, Corey. The Corolla. Corolla. And the Jeep was Jesse. Yeah. And on that note, I think I'm going to name my Versa Vicky. Vicky the Versa. Okay. Old Vicky. And, of course, Little Blue is out there right now. I'm getting another Jeep hopefully soon. And what should the name be there? What color is it? I think it's going to be black. Mm. Well, We'll think about that. Okay. Uh, what do you want to name your car today on National Name Your Car, Joey? My car's name is actually Vanessa. Mm, sounds hot. Yeah, silver. She's kind of s- slick on the highway. Okay. Drive past you like, damn, she's kind of... Shirley, what is your uh, red Kia. Kia called? I call her Ladybug. Okay. Because right. uh, she's red and then she has a black top, so uh, black interior, so... Uh, just went with ladybug ah, R- richard osbrook says the black pearl i like that one Richard. that's cool richard good call i like that one it is national fried scallops day which makes me want to watch uh hell's kitchen so gordon ramsay can talk about the scallops being raw the scallops are raw raw they're raw they're like rubber <laughs> they're not cooked they're like rubber uh i could i'm okay with scallops it's not a go-to but like if you're at a seafood place and you can like pick two or three you know i'll take shrimp and scallops sometimes so is scallops like in the same i'm going to sound stupid right now which is what's new uh so is scallops like in the same family as shrimp as that family being seafood yes but what is a scallop <laughs> what are a scallop you're not alone in this channel i'm just silently questioning okay and it's an animal so i know what it looks like prepared like that you're an animal i'm not <laughs> it had uh okay so it comes in uh like that okay oh, this is a scallop yeah it's raw <laughs> <laughs> you're not a seafood guy no, no. neither am i oh i can't stand it it is national consignment day okay what does that mean consignment consignment shops is like a secondhand store hmm a I'm gonna shop. pop some tags. I'm gonna pop some tags. Yeah. All right. This next one. This is a joke. National Produce Misting Day. I used to be very mesmerized as a kid going into like food line or somewhere and seeing the 
Yeah, just seeing it like going over the produce. Oh, okay, gotcha. I was like, what? Am I? Okay. What annoys me is when it comes on where you're trying to pick said fruit slash yeah. vegetable, and then you get wet. I'm not too fond of that. I love some wet fruit though. So go to your local grocery store and go up to those sprinklers and say thank you, thank you very much. And it is also National Smarties Day. The candy. I've not had Smarties in a while. Are they still around? I guess. Uh, so. Yes, they yeah. are. They are still around. Okay. You get a ton of them during uh, Halloween. Uh, Jamie says, "What are you going to name your fried scallops?" He names his Stan. Randolph says, "Good afternoon, Chandler, Clips, Shirley, Rose, and Joey." <laughs> what up, Randolph? Man, I hate I missed the uh, Randolph care package on Saturday. Randolph, thank you, thanks Steve as well for dropping us all some goodies Saturday during our long day here. Chad named his truck Blue Steel. Um, Mike P said you should name your Jeep CJ for Chan's Jeep, Chan's Jeep, and we need to take a break. Mitch, he really wants us to. What do are you so. talking about, Mitch? I Clip, can do a- let's get Clip Dusty Roads versus Chan Ric Flair. I'm gonna leave the Dusty Roads to Morgan Aylers, who does a really good Dusty, Dusty Roads impression. Chad says that we talked about Taylor Swift in the game last night. No. What was it that Dusty Roads used to say? I wine and dine with kings and queens, and something about pork and beans pork and beans lions dolphins texans next for the panthers next oh my Kaz, thank you for saying next four times in that sentence we'll take a break come back more to go pirate radio live hour number two uh break out a fleet feet rundown because oh, i want to run down the college football action for this weekend no ecu so we won't be pulling our hair out we can enjoy some college football I'll take a break, come back, do that when we return after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by carolina caliber eastern north carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today now back to the show welcome back be sure to check out david price construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you. Power Radio Live here on a Monday. I've jotted down a few non-top uh, 25 games that I will be keeping an eye on this weekend. One of those is Marshall at NC State. I've been talking about this one for a while because Marshall is now 4-0. Chandler, so, you really want to say something. Did they? So they came back and beat Old Dominion? They did. Wow. Okay. They're 4-0, meaning they won. 
and they were losing that game. They are still not receiving any vote. Oh! Oh, wait, Wait a minute now. Coaches poll, they are receiving three votes. Now, NC State, not very good. I saw NC State's making a quarterback change this week. Do you know the dude's name they're going to? Away from Armstrong? Playing the young kid from last year. Can't remember. Morris. 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 Uh, he will be starting against Marshall. And just keeping an eye on this, because if Marshall wins, they go to 5-0. and And I'm just wondering if they have a chance to be that Tulane from last year, the highest-ranked team out of the group or whatever group of five yeah but is that still a thing p6 <laughs> <laughs> bring out the flag well technically it's group of four because we're in the p6 so group of four can marshall be the highest ranked team and playing a big bowl game so keeping an eye on that one uh another one speaking of games where you thought they were decided on saturday I thought UCF had beat Baylor because they were up by so much. Yep. They lose. Uh, they go on the road at Kansas this week. I want to say Houston, UCF, Cincinnati all winless so far in the Big 12. And I like Kansas this year. Uh, their quarterback got hurt. So keep an eye on that. I was hoping they could stick around against Kansas, uh, against Texas. They did for a while, but quarterback didn't play in the second half. So uh that one got away from them but i do like kansas this year they play ucf and uh should be a lot of points in that game and then sorry this is lame but colorado we here they're on my list again colorado at arizona state just because i want to see give me my theme music i want to see what they do outside of the spotlight they've been in the spotlight every single week this is the first game where not a ton of people will be talking about it not a ton I of feel people. like not a lot of people were talking about that USC game last week. But it's it's going to be even worse this week where there's like hardly any spotlight on them. Uh, well, and great, and great and great respect to them trying to come back. Yeah, it was a fun second half. USC's defense is awful. Matter of fact, I'm uh I'm taking this off my list of games to watch. You know why? Uh, why is that? Cuz we can't watch it. It's on the Pac-12 network. Oh wow. Which four people get and I do not in none Same of my as the friends. Teams they'll have after this year. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, we won't be watching that. Scott, I almost threw, and, and these are not in top twenty-five games, but I'm going to throw this on my watch list: Maryland at Ohio State. Now, Ohio State should whoop them, but Maryland undefeated. Can Loxley and his boys stick around and put a scare into the Buckeyes? I think I think Maryland has a better offensive line. I think Maryland has a better quarterback. I think they're a better overall team. Why? What are you doing right now? I just want Ryan Day to be mad at me <laughs> whenever he wins. Maryland's a tougher team. <laughs> Where's that Chandler Honeycutt at? <laughs> uh, yeah, you got the Red River. Don't say shootout. Because people might take guns and kill each other. Red River rivalry. Whew. You know how many lives we just saved by saying rivalry instead of shootout? Good job, man. We're saving lives. Great job. Uh, Red River rivalry, not the shootout, will be noon on ABC. Uh, kind of a week slate. Kentucky at Georgia. 
Michigan at Minnesota. Oh, Notre Dame, Louisville, seven thirty. ABC would be pretty good. Syracuse, Carolina. Syracuse four and one. Carolina four and nine. Not interested. All right. I'm taking Syracuse plus the points. Oh, Fresno, Wyoming is actually a good game. Eight o'clock on Fox. Can Fresno stay undefeated? Taking on four and one Wyoming. Fresno add, is your is your team. Add that one to my list. I'll watch that one. I see Fresno State kind of like a uh, St. Bonaventure in basketball. Yeah. You, I mean, you you were on them week one. Going to, I liked them going to go, Purdue going and to winning. Purdue and winning, yeah. Not a massive upset, but I don't know how many people had it. Let's look at them rest of the way. At Wyoming, at Utah State, UNLV, Boise, San Jose, New Mexico, San Diego State. Keeping an eye on Fresno and Marshall and see how long they can keep their undefeated records here in 2023 um you know what uh i know i'll be watching on saturday what jason nichols and i atlanta braves playing in the baseball playoffs that'll get underway on saturday looking forward to that and we'll be talking to jason nichols when we return on a monday edition of pirate radio live we got more to go we'll uh switch gears talk more pirate football back after these words You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you ready and pre-approved at the home you want to purchase comes for sale today? Integrity Home Mortgage offers a wide variety of programs ranging from conventional government and portfolio loans. The Integrity Home Maggot, uh, excuse me, Mortgage Team of Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve. Call them today at 252-714-2076. Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome back into Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. And boy, did we take a lot of calls Saturday night on the Halloween Express live line. It is Halloween season, and uh, Halloween Express is open seven days a week right there next to Target. It is Greenville's premier Halloween superstore. What are you going to be? Uh, you can uh, find what you're looking for at Halloween Express. Get shopping today. They're celebrating 25 years in business as Greenville's local Halloween superstore. And it's uh, about that time, Chan Man. I'll be there tomorrow morning doing a little on location, so I can't wait to go see what kind of costumes they have in uh, in store. And uh, I'm look when I think of costumes, when I think of Halloween, I think about Kevin Monroe yeah. and, and what he's going to be this year. So. He's not ready to reveal his costume yet. He's going to make us wait on that. But he is the king of Halloween. Uh, Dennis Robin last year. Jason Nichols joining us. Were you aware of that? Did you know Kevin Monroe? I was, did not know he was a big Halloween guy like that. I gotta find his uh, old 
old costumes. He has had, yeah, he was Dennis Rodman. Was that last that year? That was last year. Uh, and he had like the the fake ring, the hair, all of it. <laughs> he's done uh, just tremendous stuff in the past. So uh, yeah, he's he's fired up, ready to go. Jason, good to see you, man. How you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. How you guys doing? Good. Welcome to the Losers Club. Uh, Panthers <laughs> lost, Dolphins lost, Commanders lost, Falcons lost, following an ECU loss. Man, it was a tough weekend. <laughs> it yeah, was. It was a tough weekend. Uh, but uh, the sun came up, and uh, we'll have more football to be played. Pirates off this week, uh, but we'll be back at it coming up next Thursday night as they will take on SMU on ESPN, and we will uh, be ready for that one. We'll have our Bud Light pregame tailgate just as normal on a Thursday afternoon and the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show after the game, late night Thursday. We were here until, what, one-something in the morning on uh, Sunday morning, taking your calls after the Pirates lost to Rice. And uh, long night, Jason, following an East Carolina defeat. It was a long night, I tell you. We got we got bombarded with some calls, but we expect that. Now I, I kind of know what to expect after a win and a loss. Yep, and uh, we get a lot after a loss and not so many after a win, but a lot of complaints. Uh, ja- well, Jamie's saying, can we get Billy talking less and Jason Marcus talking more? <laughs> That was a big debate, wasn't it? Uh, it was. We had uh, a couple people calling telling Billy Weaver, and he's telling me he's going to shut up. Wow. Captain Bill and Skip told him, yeah. Said he wow. talked too much. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Billy got defensive, and then it just it turned into a Philly thing. Al didn't call in and say that either? No, did not hear from Philly Al. Old rooster neck, Billy I Weaver. I don't want to hear from Philly Al today either. No, after no. Uh, the Eagles beat the Commanders in overtime. Jason, bye week this week. Um... I have not heard about any staff changes, so uh, if they, they're going to ride with what they have. And, and we were asked this earlier. You can't change your personnel. You pointed that out. There's no waiver wire you can hit or anything like that. Um, it's probably hard midseason to reinvent what you've been practicing since the offseason and fall camp and even back in spring. So, like, what can you do? to improve this to make it better we, we talked about the quarterback we've kind of seen what they all have right now so <clears throat> i don't think there's like a quick plug and play and fix and all that so what can you do if you're the coaches this week to try to right this ship and uh, and pick up some wins well first of all i think what they're going to do is go through and watch every game that they've played this year try to find out what have we had success doing and try to do that more and maybe try to disguise how you're doing it, whatever it is that you're doing well. And things that you don't do well, you know, you want to put it on the back burner, throw it out, and try to limit, um, you know, mistakes or whatnot. Because um, typically, plays don't work because somebody's making a mistake, whether it's receivers running the wrong route, O-line not on the same page, you know. Uh, you know, so it's a lot of things that go wrong in a play sometimes that gets blamed on either the quarterback or the offensive coordinator. So, um, but I, I definitely think they're going to go through and watch all that film and find out what is it that we do well. What is it that Alex Flynn does well? What is it that Mason Garcia is doing well from the offensive perspective? Defense will probably do the same thing, you know, because they have given up some big plays. What's what's causing us to give up the big play typically is is discipline, high discipline in the secondary, gap discipline up front. Uh, so um, they'll they'll do a deep dive. I mean, and and, and they will. This will be the week to do that. Jason, what do you think ECU has done well so far this year? Defensively, I I think we've played 
well at times. Good um, enough to win a couple the, of those. Probably. They've they've given us enough opportunities to win. Yeah. Even on Saturday, you know, I mean, for the most part, they played pretty well right there to the end when they had that one. Uh, I don't know if that was an option or whatever it was. No, it was a screen screenplay to the receiver that broke loose on yeah. us, but. Uh, typical, but other than that, I mean, the defense played well. You'd like to see us get maybe a little bit more pressure up front, uh, especially on a guy that wasn't mobile. That was a little bit of, uh, of a disappointment. But uh, defensively, I, I think that's what those guys will do. Maybe try to come up with different ways to create some pressures. Maybe find guys that, you know, that can get home. Because to me, it's, you know, the, the theory in football is not the play. It's the players. It's not the blitz. It's the blitzer. Meaning some guys know how to get home. That's just what they do. Some guys know how to make plays, so you put them in situations to make plays. How about offensively? I mean, I feel like the, the <laughs> running backs have done all they can to this point. And, and man, we talked about it hour one, just more drops the other night from these pirate receivers. Nobody stepping up. Although, Chandler, you said maybe there is a guy that you see bright spots from so well i mean i thought he had a really good promising game i think he he showed us that he can be maybe that guy going forward to get him the football we saw that last year with isaiah winstead we we weren't sure of who he was we knew he came from toledo but we found out early on like just throw him the ball he's gonna make plays and then all right let's let's find a way to get the ball in his hands it's so well that kind of guy we shall see well you know and that might be something that they're, they're thinking about you know they've probably seen him enough now to say hey here's a guy that we need to feature a little bit more uh get him targeted um offensively um i don't know clip it's a lot of stuff we got to clean up over there i'm just you know just being honest yeah. that that what we've done well, I, I can't put my finger on it because we, we've been so inconsistent. I mean, look at what we've done in four, what, four FBS games. We scored four touchdowns, right? Mm-hmm. And so the thing that you got to start trying to do is how can we create explosion plays? We may have to start scheming up ways to create splo- explosion plays because you don't want to, I'm, I'm going to be honest, you don't want to have to go 15, 16, 17 play drives because when you do that, the defense typically win. There's going to be a holding call. Right. There's going to be an offside, you know, I mean, a false, false start. start. Um, you know, so many times you can shoot turnover. your foot yeah. a turnover. Uh, but, you know, um, but it does go in your advantage because you do possess the ball, although we did talk about time of possession last week. Time of possession doesn't matter. Doesn't it, matter. It, you know what? <laughs> it, it doesn't unless you're scoring. <laughs> you know? Uh, if you can hold the ball all day, if you're not going to score, it's not going to do any good because all they got to do is score one touchdown and they take the lead. Yeah. So. Jason Nichols joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. Uh, Mitch says, ask Jason why the coach does not have people ready to take over offensive coordinator duties or quarterback duties i I don't know that's some that's a mike houston question um i would probably say just looking at their roster i don't know if there's anybody besides uh shane montgomery that has you know and i don't know what these guys are like in meetings sometimes you can get in a meeting and say yeah that guy's pretty smart he'll he'll he has good ideas he can he can put things together so it could be a guy or two like that on the staff, but I know Shane has been a guy that if you're going to make a move or anything like that, he's the guy that could step in and maybe call plays for you. Yeah, and the quarterbacks, uh, Kenny says Mason didn't get any playing time. He said, what, two plays? And when he does get in the game, they don't even let him air it out. Now, Donnie Kirkpatrick has said that there were some plays called to air it out, and he didn't choose to air it out. So I don't, you know, I don't know... 
how what ratio is mason not throwing it or them not calling it for him to throw it but either way uh we did not see mason a lot he came in we wanted to see him when they got down near the goal line yeah and they kept Flynn in. They ran that quarterback sneak. It was blown up from the very beginning. Had no chance. And then what? The next time they got down there, they, they put, put him, him in. Right? And then he bobbled the snap, and that kind of ruined just, it. Ruined the momentum of the play because I mean, and I can't remember. I can't remember what we ended up doing on that drive. There ended up being like a penalty. I think we ended up scoring a touchdown on that. That was the drive we scored. Roger, on, yeah, I believe. And then the Sowell uh, two point conversion. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, I remember being down there in like inside the five. Next thing I know, we're like at the twenty yard line. There was, I think you're right. There was a penalty that kind of put the Pirates back there. That, that's what we talked about earlier about penalties and a long drive and just wearing on you and making those those kinds of mistakes. So, seeing a lot of debate about all right, Flynn probably not our quarterback of the future. Let's just let Mason play it out this year and see what he's got. And then I've seen, well, we've seen Mason Flynn gives us the best chance to win games now. Where do you fall on that debate, Jason? What do you do with this quarterback position? I've also seen, hey, just put in Jeter and see what he can do. So, where are we right now? Well, uh, honestly, I think you got to sit down and say, what's the redeeming qualities of Alex Flynn? And what's the redeeming qualities of Mason Garcia? And you say, okay, going forward, forget everything else that's happened. Who truly brings more to the table that can truly help us win? Uh, I do agree that Flynn is better in the pocket. He seems to be a little bit more poised in the pocket than what Mason does. To me, it seems like Mason sometimes get caught up in looking at the rush a little bit to where he doesn't look to step up in the pocket. He just looks to go. Um, but Mason is a big kid. He's six, what, six four, two forty plus somewhere in there. He has a strong arm. Uh, he can run. Uh, he does bring some little, a little more to the table than maybe Flynn. Flynn has just been more composed and better in the pocket and, and, and better with the rhythm of the passing game when we have when we have the rhythm yeah and again i would love to see some mason packages and he can throw he's been a quarterback so you bring him in teams are going to say okay this is their running quarterback but i feel like you could do some things off of that and fake some runs and and throw the little pass over the top if you're near the goal line or i don't know i I feel like they could do more at least try more uh with this two quarterback system they have right now i think you got to i think you got to continue to try to do as much as you can uh to get both of those guys in there to to help you and i I know everybody wants to have the this is my quarterback we're just not at that point right now i mean because each one of those guys do something a little bit different and i see why it's been a, a, a big to do of naming a starting quarterback i mean i if this is what it looked like throughout the spring and stuff, I, I get it. There's there's things each one of those guys do that makes you say maybe he's the guy. So maybe the coaches weren't being <clears throat> disingenuous with us and the fans. They really didn't know the whole time. Yeah, I, you I know, know. We, we us coaches try not to deceive you. I mean, we can't let all the secrets out the bag, <laughs> but uh, for the most part, we're telling you the truth. We just might not be telling you the whole truth. And nothing but the truth. <laughs> uh, Jamie says, how does the head coach and offensive coordinator slash defensive coordinator work together to formulate game plans? He says, is it like 50-50 or 60-40 head coach? I I don't know. Well, in in the situations that I've been in, um, you know, the coordinators have a lot of say-so 
on, you know, and not just the coordinator, that whole staff, whether it's the offensive side or defensive side, those guys are in there together help putting together the best, you know, packages that they can that's going to give you success. And so, uh, and then what you do is once you start formulating your 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 game plan, you know, you take it to the head coach and say, hey, this is how we plan on attacking these guys and da 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 and he gives you the okay. I mean, I, he he has to trust you, you know, with what you, with what you guys are doing. So um, it's really pretty much the coordinators and the staff that are putting together game plans. Hmm. Chandler, uh, a head coach that trusts his offensive coordinator. Would you like to see that? Uh, I would love to see that, Carolina? Charlotte. Yeah, you missed my rant earlier. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you knew, but the Panthers have started 0-4 on the year um, because our offensive, our, our head coach hired an offensive coordinator. And let's quickly talk about that. What is yeah. the point of having an offensive coordinator when you're they're going to call it? Where you're going to call the play? To put together practice plans and, and script out practice and all that good stuff. So you hand him the the call sheet and say, "Hey, coach, this is what we got. This is what we're calling on our neutral downs, third downs, shot plays, go forward." two-point conversion that's why they do that okay well i'm ready for him to hand over the, the car keys <laughs> to thomas brown who's a young and upcoming coach so all right i'm not going to get into that. <laughs> great rant earlier uh by chandler honeycutt uh chris says man i gotta tell y'all adding jason and marcus this year was a blessing just the insights we needed 100 percent. I, I agree i agree um we all have our roles here my role is not to break down what's happening on the field because i watch it as a fan and as an emotional fan and <laughs> that's why we bring in marcus the qb and uh and jason the former coach they've both coached uh, on the offensive side of the ball as well to and look they're not sitting up here like they have all the answers and that they should be running the show not at all, all you're doing is reacting to what you're seeing and answering your questions no so, doubt yeah. no doubt we trust me i don't i don't have all the answers i know marcus wouldn't say he has all the answers what we have is experiences that we've gone through yeah that gives us maybe a little more insight on what's going on than than most people well jason here we go again i Again, I feel like I overrate this stuff, but getting at this point in the year, I don't know. The the locker room. I'm I'm worried about that. I'm worried about guys kind of checking out here. Um hopefully younger guys will stay in it thinking, all right, maybe this is my time to shine and get on the field, but you want everybody across the board to still be in it and and say we got to win ball games at the very least say hey i need to put the best tape of myself i can out there if you're doing it for selfish reasons maybe not the best but hey at least you're you're out there working so that's what i worry about right now these guys kind of checking out what do you think about that well you know as as the head coach you got to set the tone and i know coach houston is doing that like we're going to stay committed here we're going to stay together as a family uh we got to tune out everything else and what we got to do is find a way. And uh, so you got to challenge each one. You got to challenge your coaches to keep your thumb on them, too, you know, to keep keep those guys moving in the right direction. Because honestly, I mean, we can say what we want. We're, we're, we only lost one conference game. Now, I, you know, like I said, I thought Saturday was our litmus test as far as where we're going to go with the rest of the season. Um you got to find a way to just take it one game, one day at a time right now and say, screw everything else. Let's focus on today. Let's win today. Because you can't worry about beating the SMU now. You got to worry about making sure that East Carolina is showing up and going to put the best thing on the field that gives us a chance to win. 
and then all that other stuff would take care of itself. Last year, we were uh, hoping for a conference championship and lost the first game. And I remember getting uh, Chandler after that loss to Navy. We were like, all right, that's it, out of the conference race. Then they started winning a few. We figured we'd lose to um, – to Tulane, but after that UCF win, you started doing a little math and saying, "All right, dude, we started finding a this path, one, yeah. and then when this one, so you got now you're you're in a hole. Uh, you got to dig yourself out of that hole. But I remember last year we just about dug ourselves out of that hole. And think about it, you just about dug yourself out of the hole when you're talking about UCF, uh, Houston, and Cincinnati. All those boys are still in the league. You're looking at teams that." Technically, they're not as powerful as those three. Yeah. Um, so you you just got to take care of you and, and find out what we're doing good. That's why this open week is big for those guys. What are we doing well? What can we put out there on that field that gives us the best chance to be successful? Uh, what is an open week of uh, practice like, Jason? What do you remember about it as a player and then in your coaching days? As a player, you, you, you really wanted the whole week off, but you're not going to get it. I mean, you're going to practice about three days this week. Now, they may not go as long um, because I'm sure at some point he's going to want the coaches to get out on the road and go do some recruiting. But practice is a little bit more about individual. It's about fundamentals now. You can take care of East Carolina right now, these next three days. It's, you don't you won't even truly introduce SMU until probably Sunday or whatnot, or or maybe that last day, start doing some SMU stuff. But for the most part, you're, you're talking about what can we continue to work on to get better fundamentally, because uh, that's what we got to do. Yeah, and man, the receivers need it, and and not just jugs machine. Can we get like a uh, a scout guy or something to hit the receiver as he's catching it? That's you got to man. Some contested catches drills or something. Man, listen, if you're not working on we used to do a drill. We called it a match drill when I was at ULM. And what it was, it was like a sh- short version of one-on-ones without having to do all the running. And what it did is it, it taught us a lot of things. It taught the quarterback how to do ball placement, right? Like, you know, when you're on a slant route, it was this technical. If the DB is over top, I want you to rear hip the receiver. Because if the DB is over top, that means he can play if I put it on his front hands. But if I put it on his rear hip, I can catch it and I can spin out of it. If the DB is behind, I want you to come out of that slant route. I want you to front fingertip it. But what that does for receivers is all those catches are contested. And so you learn how to catch a ball with people being all over you. And I just thought that that's what helped us. Now, we did other drills and stuff like that. Uh, Like you said, distraction drills where we would beat them up with the bags when they catch. And they had to catch so many in a row. Uh, But I was trying to make it tough on them, as tough as I, I can. But that are those are the drills that we did without having to run a long ways down the field. But it helped the, the DBs play catch technique. It helped the receivers learn how to be in and out of your break. Because we say our receivers don't uncover. You don't uncover because you're probably not getting out of your break. I used to call it two-step. If you can't two-step as a receiver... I can't use you. And that means it's pop out and I'm getting out of my break. So, and that's what that drill kind of taught those guys how to work on. So, I I agree with you. Oh, I thought you had something. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Kenny Curlings wants to see Javius Bond have the ball more in crucial times in the red zone. Yeah, we were talking about so well earlier, but I I meant to say it earlier. I, I still believe we talked about this 
for a, a few weeks now, but Javius Bond could still be that guy that you get out in open space, get him out in the slot, do something with him. So, I mean, I think he's still out there. He's still showing us some flashes. So, I mean, that's another guy that we still can get out there and, and, and be that playmaker that we're looking for. Yeah, uh, he has the potential in him. I, I've definitely seen that. Scott says, do you think the lack of game experience at positions uh, with loss to graduation or the NFL has anything to do with the performance? Well, obviously, yeah. but <laughs> not – I mean, we're not the only team in America that has new guys playing this year that hasn't played a lot in the past. So I'm not, I don't know if it's a reason or an excuse, but it's certainly a factor, Scott. But you, you got to overcome that at some point. We're almost halfway through the season now. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Kenny says, uh, we had an offense with talent last year. This year, no one on offense has shown up, and the OC is still making terrible decisions. In the past, he had players to bail him out, not this year so far. All right. Kenny's thoughts. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll come back. Sorry, Joey. We'll get your video later. Uh, we will take a time out, come back. <laughs> I mean, this guy. You should see what he just oh, did to me. Oh, my goodness. Who does he think he is? <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> you wouldn't think if you, his team wasn't 0-4 right now. Wow. The way he's acting. Wow. All right, see, that his team is That's ricocheting hit me. <laughs> <laughs> Ricochet shot. We'll take a timeout, come back. Um, we'll see if Jason can answer Parker's question. What offensive scheme would help our poor offensive line play? What can you do to mask some of that? We'll ask Jason if he has any answers and have more for you when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere at Carolina Caliber. They have everything you need for hunting, home defense and personal protection including a wide variety for ladies and youth they will buy sell and trade carolina caliber locally owned and operated since 1960 on fire tower road in winterville and online at carolinacalibercompany.com and bud light reminds pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now let's head back in to prl here's clip all right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Fleet Feet Rundown is always brought to you by Fleet Feet and Chandler. They have the shoes for you. If you're a runner, walker, everything in between, you can get them at Fleet Feet. And you don't just go there and they just go, all right, here's some shoes. They get you in the right shoe. They bring science to it. They have scanners they got uh they can measure your art height and uh different types of things the one-on-one service is what's special there at fleet feet so go see them and get let them get you in the right shoe today and our rundown today features a lot of losing football um oh i just saw from pro football talk uh tweeted out a miles sanders quote it's not cool the panthers are being booed at home well here's the thing you know why they're probably being booed why 
because the fans in the stands are not our fans. <laughs> we are being over like the opposing fans have taken over the bank, and it's been like that for at least the past three or four years. I was just seeing a video when the Panthers, excuse me, but the Panthers were beating up on the Falcons, thirty-eight to nothing, okay. and Cam Newton was running up and down the sideline, getting the crowd hype. It's not like that anymore. There was a, a picture of of the bank yesterday, and it's nothing but purple, and it's just so sad to see. I hate that it's like that, but I mean, look, it's people that have PSL tickets, and they have maybe some Vikings friends. I know a guy personally that's a Vikings fan, and my buddy who has PSL tickets gave him a gave him the tickets. Hmm. So, I mean, hmm. people don't want to watch Panther football right now. So, But opposing fans want to watch their team come into to the bank and watch. Nobody really wants to watch Vikings football now either, but <clears throat> it was just a closer trip to Minnesota for that guy, yeah. I'm assuming. Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> All right, uh, Jason, we had a question. I feel like I've, I've already asked this question. Um, what offensive scheme will help the poor offensive line play? How do you mask a an offensive line deficiency what can you call what can you do really try to um, find out what it is that they can do well um i don't know if it's inside zone if it's outside zone is it power is it counter uh what whatever that they can handle but um and then there's other ways i mean i you know when we were at when i was with todd berry we weren't that good up front when we were at ulm and we tried to mask those guys a lot by how our receivers played and uh, so we put a lot of stuff on those guys as far as screen plays Mm -hmm. becoming your run game and you know we stressed to them go get me five and uh so stuff like that you can do to kind of take quick game you know start cutting guys get guys on the ground you know get the ball out your hand and get guys cut and um, that's a five yard that should be at least a five yard game um to get you rolling to get you moving uh we had a long run from javis bond of 39 a long run of uh for rajay for 21 but the average is for Rajay, 15 for 46, three yards a pop and a short touchdown. JV is seven for 72. So you take away that 40 yarder, uh, not much on his other runs, but um, they ran the ball as a team for 145 yards the other night, which is pretty, yeah, pretty good. Um, again, I think teams are going to continue to to just you know force ecu to throw the football because they haven't shown that they really could i guess numbers wise alex flynn 21 of 44 246 uh his probably best passing game i guess to this point uh but did have the one interception i didn't see the interception that was on a screen pass right yes was that a screen to a running back yes okay the guy, Which I don't is, know, the linebacker just kind of fell into it, and I don't know if he read it because we hadn't been a big running back screen. I know. Where that was and I've been calling for it, and then they do it and throw an interception, yeah. so it doesn't so look good. Good luck if that gets called. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one might be out. Uh, you got to be able to execute it if you call it, and it's something that I just think with Bond and, and other guys you could find some yards with, but yeah. if you're going to throw a pick on it, probably aren't going to run it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 all right um jamie says get the ball out of your first two steps dropping back yeah quick stuff i guess that's 
and who knows who knows uh, what they're going to go with but you gotta you gotta find something because <laughs> flynn does not have a lot of time and we talked about it too when he does have time marcus said he's feeling the false pressure and Correct. kind of throwing off the back foot now something you can do to help him with that is 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 to boot him a little bit like we don't boot our quarterbacks enough i don't think to maybe get them away from that and don't have to be a full boot where they're on the run but it's, it's kind of a semi boot where you, you get them out there and pull them up on the hash where he can maybe set his feet and make a throw um, but move the pocket you know so they can't just say this is where the quarterback is going to be and mm-hmm. they can set their rush to it so that that's another thing you can do to try to you know help those guys out <clears throat> Jason Nichols here in the Pirate Radio studios um would y'all have had a problem if Georgia remained undefeated but did not remain number one? And I say that because Georgia still number one in the country. Michigan at number two at five and zero. Texas uh, coming off a win over Kansas uh, is five and zero as well. But Michigan has looked better than Georgia so far, right? So I wonder at what point, if this keeps happening, do they leapfrog them? Again, this doesn't really matter, I guess, right now. College football playoff poll hasn't come out yet. But what's your take? Because you had some things to say about Georgia on Saturday, Jason. You kind of – maybe they're not the team they were the last couple of years, but you want to see them uh, have a little more urgency in their game. i tell you what, they're going to have their litmus test this Saturday because Kentucky – ran the heck out of that ball this past uh, weekend. So, uh, you know, that might take care of itself um, if they go up to Kentucky and play the way that they've been playing because they've been getting off to slow starts. And eventually you're going to play somebody who's going to come out the gate on you and you're not going to be able to catch up to them. I guess here's an argument as to why Michigan shouldn't be number one. They've played East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, and Nebraska. True. That's Not world beaters. Yeah. But... Every score, how about they've given up one score in every game? Now, yeah. Bowling Green might have been two field goals, but they've given up three, seven, six, seven, seven in their games. Pretty impressive. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty good, but that that's why they haven't moved up in the polls. And their first test is not till Penn State yeah. in November. Schedule makers backloaded uh, the schedule in the Big Ten for the big matchups because they got Minnesota. Indiana, Michigan State, Purdue coming up next. Oh, wow. Then Penn State at Maryland. Sneaky, maybe a sneaky game. And then to see uh, what Maryland's going to be at that time. And then Ohio play. State. Maryland has Ohio State this weekend. You'll learn a lot about them then <clears throat> this Keep, weekend. Keeping one eye on that one to uh, to see what they do. So Georgia has Kentucky this week, and that game is at home. Uh, then they got Vandy. They got Florida. Missouri, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Georgia Tech. So that's the way they're. They don't play, you know, LSU or Bama in the regular season, and they'll take that. But, but I tell you what, Ole Miss would be tricky with those guys because they can score points. They showed that on Saturday. And, and Georgia's defense does not look like the old Georgia defense the last two years, where you're like, it's hard to get a, a, a yard on those guys. Here's why Texas Oklahoma is big, and any team can be beaten and upset and all that. I know, but. After Oklahoma on Saturday, Texas has Houston, BYU, K-State, TCU, Iowa State, Texas Tech. Wow. I mean, they're double-digit favorites maybe in all those games. Yeah, they'll be in the playoffs they win this weekend. This is it. I mean, this is uh, – they got to put all their eggs in this basket. Yeah, state of course. And then, oh, man, the Pac-12 is going to be a lot of fun. I don't have time to break down all the schedules, but you've got a log jam with Washington, Oregon, USC, all right there together mm-hmm. in the top ten. So Washington has Oregon on the 14th. 
so that'll be next week so they don't play this week they got a bye week before oregon that's going to be a monster matchup and then they got usc in early november after that utah and oregon state who are also ranked and by the way washington state also ranked so they do have a tough uh, finish to the schedule so uh, i'm interested to see what uh, who who do you like right now jason to break out of the pac-12 or do they eat each other up and, and give each other losses when it comes to Washington, Oregon, USC? It, it could happen that way. Um, if I, From what I've seen so far, if I had to put my money on somebody being the guy coming out of there, I would say it's Washington. I think USC is dynamic with Caleb and all that good stuff, but their defense just is it's, it's not going to stop anybody. 41 points that Colorado put up on them without one of their star players. So... Uh, I could see them getting beat at some, at some point, but I think Washington can be the guy. Uh, Jamie says Notre Dame will have a say uh, at it at the end of it. Boy, Notre Dame's, uh, they're sitting right now at number 10 and talk about a high, you know, possibilities of being even higher than that or lower than that. Took a, a gutsy drive to beat Duke. They lose to Ohio State by one yard. They've got a big one this week at Louisville. That'll be a pretty good game coming up Saturday night. But not if Louisville played the way they right. played Thursday night. Good point. I mean, Louisville looked awful on Thursday night. They so. got by they NC got State. By. Yeah, and then they got the big one with USC coming up uh, on the 14th. So uh, excited for that. We'll have the next two weeks off, and uh, we'll be off that Saturday. That'll be a good one to watch right there on that Saturday night. Uh, so yeah, Notre Dame still in it. Um, I have two teams in my college football playoff that already have two losses and are out of it after five games. Clemson and LSU. Oh, boy. <laughs> so they are out of it right now. Uh, let's see. Any of these other teams? I want Oklahoma could get a bump if they win this week, but I don't know. I'm still not taking them very seriously right now. I think Texas takes care of the Oklahoma. North Carolina's 4-0. Mm, they still got to play Florida State at some point, right? Uh, it would not be until the, the championship. championship. Yeah. Uh, they do have the U. Uh, they got Miami on the 14th of this month. And they got Duke. That's all that's left ranked. Now, they play some fringe ranked teams like State and Clemson and uh, other than that. But, yeah, they got a pretty good uh, path here themselves. Hmm. What if it comes down to Florida State and Carolina? Winner goes to the college football playoff. <laughs> Man, a uh, lot's going to shake out between now and then. But it is interesting to look at some of these undefeated teams and, and what they have right now. All right, let's take another break. As we do, we'll open up the Halloween Express live line three one seven twelve fifty. Halloween Express, your premier Halloween superstore in Greenville. We'll open up that line, Shirley, and what will we be giving away on this Monday? Uh, let's see. How about a gift card to A.J. McMurphy's? How about right. that? We'll be there Wednesday night. Sports trivia. Looking forward to that. Great place to watch a game and eat some great food, have some great drinks. What caller are you looking for? Oh, let's go eight. Caller eight, 317-1250. You can be a winner of our giveaway. We'll be back with more after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Ortho East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, Joey, um, I did see that report, uh, Ian Rappaport, saying the Panthers actively pursuing a trade for a starting receiver. Uh saw Steven Ruiz on Twitter said, uh, you ready? Please don't. I would, gonna be bad or... I would call Chicago and ask about DJ Moore. I've oh, seen a bunch God. of those. So when I, I saw the post on Instagram originally, that's all the comments. Not necessarily an original joke, but you got but a go-to. The Easy. funniest one was like, yeah, a sneaky pick would be DJ Moore. <laughs> he would look good in Panther colors. So I was like, oh, my God. And a waste of a trade, right? Uh, uh, that's whoa, what they're whoa, saying. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Chase, Why not Chase Claypool? You don't have Claypool? to rub it in. Right? <laughs> Chase Claypool? Come on. Let's be serious. You brought him up earlier. You know huh? what? Didn't you bring him up earlier? No, but he was like, oh, but you traded him away. You didn't hear him just say that about DJ Moore? I'm talking about Chase Claypool. I brought him up because he was in the report, and by far don't want him. I don't want to sniff him. <laughs> okay, all right. You might get him for free though. But right. Well, not for free, but <laughs> they also, might give you a draft pick. Yeah, to with him. Yeah. Do you think any team will give them a fifth or sixth? That's what no. they're looking for. They're gonna, they're gonna they're for gonna a guy. Go. They won't even let be around the team. Yeah, they'll let him go. Somebody will pick him up, but they, it won't be because they're gonna trade for him. Atlanta. No, we don't need him. But <laughs> I know who does. Kansas City need to go find out what's going on with Chase Claypool. They need some receivers. Yeah. Man. Um, and is, I don't know, is one receiver going to help out the Panthers right now, Chandler? No. And can do something better than what we're doing. But I don't, when it comes to wins and losses, I don't think anything can change. Jason, uh, how surprised are you? The uh, leader right now in the NFC South is Tampa Bay. That's crazy. That, that, now that is. Cause that, <laughs> did you see, like, during the preseason so when those guys were, like, in practice one day and they showed uh, uh, Kyle Trask and, and Baker Mayfield yeah, overthrowing right. the tight end? I mean, they couldn't they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're 3 and 1. God. It's not real. You know that lady on the plane? She's pointing at the Bucks and saying that. that thing back there? Is not, <laughs> it's not real. It's not it is real. not real. And it's like a picture of the Buccaneers being first. I don't think it's real. Now, it, it genuinely is a simulation. Like, we had 0-3 Vikings. They're a good team. They're a good football team. Yeah. yeah. They're better than 0-3. Yeah. Uh, they're 1-3 after beating the Panthers. <laughs> uh, but the Bucks. now, that could they be fake like the Giants were fake last year? And fake their way to the playoffs. Yeah, I think that was a good comparison. I mean, they they have veterans on because I called the Giants frauds all last year, and they just kept winning games every week and making me look like an idiot. And they won a playoff game against the Vikings. If the Bucks win a playoff game, man. I just don't think the Bucks are that. But we've seen it before in the NFL. I can see a drop off at some point. I mean, I can just see them just going yeah. lose, 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 lose. Um, but still, still plenty of uh, season to play. And the problem is, if you would have just won one of your games right now, you could feel decent about the division. Yeah, and we should be at least having two, at least two wins under our belt right now. 
I, I know who had a pretty good win this past weekend. Who's that? The Texans. <laughs> With CJ. Can we do that again? No. I told, I'm telling you, he. we got to play the clip again now. My new favorite quarterback is CJ Stroud, Jason. I, as a fan. Yes, I became a fan too. As a fan of the game, and I want my players to care as much as I do about hating the other team and about wanting to wear the the shirt and the hat and the apparel cj gets it and he talked about it after the game yesterday that ain't flying from like anybody in this building i want them to know like we're frying our tails off every day to make sure y'all walk around with texan gear pride like y'all, y'all walk around with that swag that we walk around with when we get a dub um and for me that's i take that real personal because uh, i don't like being bagged on by my teams like when my lakers lose i'll be pissed so <laughs> so like I, i'll tell you i take that stuff real serious man and it's up to us to to work every day and put the work in and um like you've seen i mean them, the Steelers fan came came and they showed out today in our stadium and we sent them home um and i think our our fans felt the energy like man we ain't we ain't playing today like from the get-go so um i just want to say man like we're gonna keep like we're gonna keep fighting every day just so y'all can walk around with that swag um i think that's huge man for this team that's something that we want to keep building on and um it's a blessing to be able to, to be in houston like a great town uh with a lot of stuff to do great people uh hot, southern hospitality to its finest i mean i'm falling in love with the city little by little so um it's a blessing met this guy named chandler honeycutt this weekend he was really, <laughs> he was really cool. cool um how many jerseys did he just sell to texans fans and maybe nfl fans after that that was awesome that not was. only winning football games and performing like he has so far this year gets you on the right side with the fans but comments like that really yeah. is gonna yeah. uh get the fans going he gets it because he's a sports fan and he's like man if my team loses i feel uh, people poke fun at me i don't want y'all feeling that way i think that's awesome that's that, that, that's that's like with, with with this right here exactly I mean, like yeah, yeah i want to wear this with pride you know mm-hmm. and you know how it is after you lose you got to kind of i still put it on but you know you're like okay who's gonna look at me funny <laughs> <laughs> who's got something to say today go ahead and say. say it all right uh yeah that was that was cool to hear and you're right jason uh, you had a a great uh I don't know, Speed, you were just speaking from the heart the other night about your pride hurting because of what you put into to ECU and, and you just didn't recognize what you watched the other night. Yeah, you know, I, I was I was disappointed. Um, and, and I know it was a lot of Pirates that was disappointed sure. on, on Saturday. But, um, you know, and I look at it from both sides too. I know those guys are working hard. Absolutely. I know they want to put a better product on the field than what they did. And they're gonna they're gonna work their butt off in this in this open week. But I'm just telling I was hurt to lose to to, to Rice. And you know, it's um and not just Rice, it's just, you know, we, we you know, we we're pirate fans, man. And and uh, you know, one thing is is that we're gonna we, we pride ourselves on working hard and being a you know, having that chip on your shoulder and uh, not taking anything from anybody, you know. That's just the way you. Um, that's how we. That's that's what we played in. That was the atmosphere we played in. No doubt, Chandler. You want to read that as we go to break, or just bypass it? Sure. It, it was just tweeted out. I don't us. care. I'll read it. I don't okay, care. Right. C.J. Stroud is only the sixth player in NFL history to average a 300 passing yards and have zero interceptions through the first four games in the season. <laughs> Elite company includes Peyton Manning. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers. Wow. All I can see in my head is at the pro day when Josh McCown looked at him and said, see you in Charlotte. And we never saw him in Charlotte. Mm. Well, well, they do no, play they in they Charlotte. Do. Coming up in a few Oh, leagues. yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's what he was talking about. And they also have the, like, the meetings with everybody. 
you know what they based their decision off of? Was that darn Wonderlick test, right? Wasn't that the oh, deal they got he out there? Oh, yeah, had a low. Oh, yeah. But you know what? That, that, that probably has nothing to do with his football IQ. Nope. Because he's And then Bryce Young's was like astronomical. Hadn't been so good since like Andrew Luck or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tough times. I'm not Tough giving times. like I'm not giving up on Bryce Young. I good. I'm Stick not. with your stand by your <laughs> and man. CJ Stroud looks great and good for him. Good for Texans fans. Good for the Texans. Good for D'Amico Ryan. <laughs> who also declined to interview for the Panthers head coaching job. That's true. Y'all could have had that, that. Y'all could have had both of them. Wow. wow. Me personally, we had our head coach last year. Yep. Oh, uh, Wilkes. Wilkes. We had our head coach. You know what? And Wilkes yep. is a great guy, man. He had that uh, locker room, man. He, he did. He, he had those guys playing hard. They played. They played for him. And you know what? That's what those guys are doing with uh, with the Houston Texans right now. They're playing hard for D'Amico. Uh, he's a he's a, he's a, he's a Houston Texan. I mean, he played with uh, Brian Cushing or yeah. and for years. Uh, do you know Steve Wilkes personally? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. From my ties with uh, App State, he uh, we we crossed paths when I went there. He was leaving to go to East Tennessee State at the time. And we just kind of talked and uh, whatnot. And, uh, just Let them know we miss them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get our last break in. We'll come back. Get ready to wrap it up here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Dow was down 74 points and closed today at 33,433. The NASDAQ was up 88 points at 13,307. The S&P remained unchanged at 4,288. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC. Member SIPC. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday, kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen in Greenville, along with 18 TVs, so you don't miss a game. They'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaways starting at five o'clock score every sunday at the buck now let's head back into the show all right thank you shirley thank you joey great job uh jason tonight buccaneer music hall scoreboard you've got the seahawks at giants who you got go with the seahawks all right seahawks on the road chandler these monday shows are tough man when you're getting over losses chandler is down bad as they say he was watching Steve Wilkes deliver a victory speech and get the game ball from a game last year during the break. Get the game ball from the guy that decided not to uh, that he didn't want him to be his head coach. Mm, tough times, tough times. Alright, Jason, thanks for hanging out, man. Uh, have a Enjoy your weekend off. Appreciate it, I go, will. Go Braves on Saturday. Go Braves. We'll get chop, together chop. and watch that one. Uh, I'm excited about some Braves playoff baseball. We'll uh, talk to Jason again next week. We'll see you fine folks coming up Tuesday, 3 o'clock on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.